like I cast it regularly from a mechanical perspective. It's not bad to have a second person. Um, yeah, I mean, in terms of party synchronicity, you might want to pick another thing because he's got the eight covered. Although okay. I am, I'm going to let you choose whatever you want as long as it's within reason, of course. If you would like eight, I'm not going to stop you. Um, but yeah, uh, just keep that in mind that he also uses and, aid. And then maybe, like for damage, I have to say this target, and then they they get like a. I don't want to do it like an extra d6 or a dex, you know, of damage for that particular target. You don't? I'm saying I don't want like a 2d6. Okay, you just want 1d6. Yeah. I like, um... Yeah, I'm fine with adding like a... Reading it like a hex. Um, yeah. Uh, it's like a free hex. Well, so I I I will say like maybe it's not like a maybe it's not like an every weapon thing or every enemy thing. Maybe it's like enemies that are like explicitly like from the outer realms. Extra planar. Well, let's. I don't disagree with that, but let's sort of discuss the creation nature of the god. Um, and the the fact that the extra planar was perverting it, right? So, I I kind of like the long rest, uh, almost commune with the sword ability to change that, uh, uh, Deanne, so that you have an extra planar, but you can change that to a different type, like um, okay, like Fey or like whatever. That's in my opinion, uh. Upcast a bless, says Leah. Oh, upcasting bless is not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. What's some um, rallies? D and D. Uh oh, so rally is like a battle maneuver. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Let me take a look. Um, it says on your turn, you could use a bonus action and expend one superiority die to bolster the resolve of one of your companions. When you do so, choose a friendly creature who can see or hear you. The creature gains temporary hit points. That works. Okay. I don't um, assign temp HP right now. So, Rally seems like a good choice. Or, I also like the idea of, like, an upcasted Bless. Bless, I think, is... um. Like a level one spell, right? Yeah, it's level one. one. Yeah. So, uh, upcasting it essentially just does the amount of people, correct? Right. So, I get another. So, I, I get four I, people. I think Leo was just saying as an aura, which is kind of the paladin thing. Mm-hmm. So, like maybe just her bless is granted with her natural paladin aura, is I think kind of what Leo was saying. So you're always blessed if you're within ten feet of her of the sword, as long as the sword is drawn. You're Something like that. You're always you're, as long as the sword is drawn and you're within ten feet of her, you basically are blessed. Hmm. That's I think basically what Leo is saying. So the bless would be a plus. Let's see. Um. The target can roll a d4 at higher levels. 
you can target... Okay, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm fine with... I'm also fine with an upcasted bless. I think that could work. Um, I could say four people at... Um, you know, as soon as I draw the sword for a minute, the four people that I say that, that have it, have it. And mm -hmm. it lasts for that, for the... 60 rounds. And we can say that you can do this uh, up to your proficiency modifier, right? Does okay. that sound um, reasonable? Because um, that grows eventually, right? Yep. So yeah. your proficiency so modifier is like... Yeah, it's a four. So your proficiency modifier will be four, so you can do this four times per long rest. Yeah. And then eventually as you grow... Uh, that seems reasonable to me, um, okay. given the parameters of the weapon. And also, not all of you guys are constantly within 10 feet of of, yep. of yeah. you. So, like, it's not like you guys are going to always be able to even take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. So, I this definitely feels like it won't break the game. And we, I think there might be a miscommunication. Uh, were you saying, Deanne, you assign four people, or were you saying just an I, area I, of effect? I assign four people. Which oh, means, okay. yeah, I just want to double check that. So, which okay. means that is a that is a range. How far away do you have to be, Deanne, to assign it? I is it just the normal bless? Keep it at the thirty feet. Okay. I assign it. You've got a minute with it, and then after that, it's it's gone. I got a. Uh, do you have concentration on this? I would oh. say no concentration. Yeah. Because, mm. again, since it's the weapon itself, the weapon is having the concentration. Mm. That that's, does make sense. That's that's the buyout for it. Mm. So, okay, I'll allow can, that. Can we recap then, Deanne? Do you want to say what you, what you have envisioned to make sure I didn't miss here? Okay, so creating a weapon that allows you once a day to uh, cast Bless, essentially, where I can assign up to my proficiency bonus modifier the targets within 30 feet, and they have it for a minute. It is only once per day. And when once. you say they have it for a minute, they can only use it once, correct? No, it's no, Bless is a 1d4. You get to right. have it. The duration is a minute. Okay. Which is what, which is what Bless is. Which is what Bless is, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so it's a plus two weapon. Has the... Are you thinking no? No, I think he was saying good. Um, but we can... Uh, yeah, I think I can work with that. No because you're you're essentially always going to be able to have plus four to all, pretty much all your rolls in combat because yeah. it's pretty rare that we ever go. But past being a cleric, I rounds. can also yeah. But also being a cleric, I could cast it too. But I would have to have concentration. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And bless does not yeah, stack I'm, anyway. So. Yeah, bless so does not just, stack. So this just allows me to cast it without concentration. That is the only right. benefit. Uh, yeah, I'm fine with that, um, because you've essentially foregone all of the attack bonuses for this. Oh, did of... we? Okay. Yeah, well, okay, there's a plus two to, there's a plus the two to the rolls, but, like, there's yeah. no, like, extra Extra damage. Buff. 
Yeah, no extra damage, any of that stuff. So yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. And you may have this as a hidden thing there, uh, Pedro, but if this is a god-slaying weapon, should we add a little bit of if damaging a god, this is considered, like, negates any vulnerabilities or something? Yeah, I mean, if... Yes, uh, you definitely don't have to write that down, because yeah. <laughs> that's sort of the whole premise of the weapon, and it will yeah. come up. <laughs> okay, cool. You can if that's you fair. want to. No, like, no, you it's, know, it's you know it. You know against, it. you know, the moon goddess, it negates any resistance she has. I'm not going to write that down, so... I don't know the name of it, but it's plus two. One time a day, cast Bless up to your proficiency bonus within 30 feet. They have it for one minute, no concentration. Um, and then, just to pitch this here, Oma, uh, slash Deanne, uh, one of the conversations was a area of effect Bless where it was drawn and it's in your aura, um, which wouldn't have, like... A prof- I don't know if it had a proficiency bonus. Uh, yeah, that would maximum. be different. This, this yeah. is just more of I get to cast a spell okay. without concentration. Okay. Because the aura thing means that then we have to be careful about people coming in and out of the aura, which we're already doing now, but that's just adds another aura to the aura that I have to keep track of. That's Understood. fair. That's fair. At the end of the day, we do want this to be fun. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to have to do accounting here, people. Yeah, All right, so we've got Deanne. Uh, special. Was there any nature of you able to change the weapon, or is it just a sword at this point? No, it's just. Uh, I- I'm just going to go with the long sword. Okay. Oh, are you typing it out? Okay, perfect. No, I didn't type it out. I oh, okay. I was just doing the response. You you said something about adding something for flavor, but. I- I'm just, uh, no, I was just going to do the scale armor for, oh, uh, the, the plate armor that you already had or just the normal scale armor? No, I was doing the armor for, uh, Josh. Oh, oh yes. You're making it. Yes. Yeah. That makes sense. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to change my, um, okay. my armor. I'm good. Getting, uh, <laughs> okay. Plus two sword. Replaces the knitting right. needle. So we will say that. Uh, is there any other housekeeping um, for the for the duration of the break that you guys take before you sh- the boat is finished? Uh, there was a couple things on the top of my mind. Just let me type this out. Bless assigned to targets. Um, no concentration. Cool. Uh, well, we just wanted to actually kind of, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, group, talk about all of the, uh, all of the crew and all that stuff, right? So, yeah, I don't know if we, if we care about that right now. Um, I'm curious about who all these potential crewmates are. Okay. Um, oh, are so, you talking about the ones that I made available to you guys? Yeah, yeah I'll I'll share my screen again, Pedro. Sorry, I closed it down because I thought I wouldn't have it open again. And you're welcome to just open this on your thing as well. But uh, over the uh, break, I um, filled out some details of the cub 
and I also filled up some details of the crew. Uh, so... I don't know if I rolled something there. Is that me? No, that's Deanne. Can't open. Open. Okay, assuming you're watching the screen, I just looked through my old notes and uh, found as much details as I possibly could about uh, all of the potential crew people that we had. I mean, if you're just on roll 20, I can just get roll 20 myself. Yeah, totally. I am just on roll 20. Um, so you yeah. can just look at the crew. And uh, I'll just wait till you say you're good. Um, and I'll I'll stop streaming if you're just gonna go to roll twenty. Yeah, I'm just gonna go to roll twenty. Okay. So you did fill out the crew as much as I could remember. That's fair. Um, all right. So, okay. Assassin Rat Pack. Okay, that's definitely not. Scare <laughs> 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 uh, you? No, I mean, I mean on, they're there. But they're not. They're not gonna like help you with <laughs> the ship. Nothing functional, <laughs> but that they are. That they're mascots, don't you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Everyone I'll, needs a mascot. Uh, I'll change that to say mascots. And they're like basically miniature alarm spells. It's like, hey guys, watch the ship, make noise if somebody shows up. <laughs> I mean, like, that's funny. <laughs> I just get the image of like somebody walking, trying to sneak through our ship, and then all of a sudden they see a little rat that just points and then lets out <laughs> this blood curdling screech. <laughs> Rats aren't very loud, are they? I don't recall them being very loud. They can chitter pretty they good. Ch- they they train. They uh, train to screech. How do they just run for like a little bell that we set up for them? Okay, I would be down for a little bell. That would be adorable. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be wild. We make uh, them a little thing where all they have to do is like tug it, and then there's a super <laughs> loud noise rolls over the ship. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're ridiculous guys i love us we're great uh all right is there so the question is i've put down everyone i could remember Mm -hmm. uh a bunch of them are of course nameless kribolds as well i put all the named ones but (laughs) i don't i don't remember if we said a number of total kribolds as like reserves and then i know for a fact that uh Munim, Namim, and Misfar were not all wanting to quote unquote be on a pirate slash boat think crew. They it were was more just Namim, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. The one arm brother? Right? Yeah, or... who was being taught by Lavender how to be a uh Astral Monk. Uh-huh. Right. It was it was it was the it was the female, correct? Was it female? Okay, I could have mixed them up for their names. So no, I I think I think Moonim was the brother. Okay, and he did not stay. But oh Namine yes, I sorry was, the way I said it was was sister the one who did. Sister to 
Moonim. I just filled that out wrong. Okay. So in that case, I will cut out. And then Misbar is not there uh, yeah, either. So Was he not? If, okay. If I'm uh, not mistaken, he returned to the. Yeah. There, there is one last tape, uh, like housekeeping thing. Who takes the Rosebud's Ring of Spell Storing? At this point, it's still with Lavender, so we'll have to kind of talk about that, honestly. <laughs> From a mechanical perspective. Mm, just because it's a strong item, so I'm like, somebody should use it. <laughs> I mean, we should use it. We should definitely use the resources at our disposal. So, like, I'm not going to argue with using it for now, but... Um, it would be better placed on someone like uh just put it on the leader of the rat pack and yeah just fill it with like a spell alarm and everything that's funny um yeah i'm not too sure uh we should we should circle back to that i think uh josh um if that's okay uh yeah oh, terrible there you go. So is there anyone that I might have missed is sort of what I was trying to think of. I've got uh, our departed Rosebud, so we don't have a surgeon anymore um, from a position perspective. Uh, did I fill out everyone's thing right? Oma was a cook. Lavender, quartermaster, I was first mate. I think that was right. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... I know, I, I know Rosebud was taking the role of I think uh... He was surgeon and like a, a bosun. Yeah, yeah exactly. But what well, once we got Osmar and Men said they like were helping with that part of it. Um. Oh, because he, he a... Rosebud was doing like patching mm -hmm. for fixing the ship. From a housekeeping perspective, uh, Osmar and Mansa, could we potentially have over those two weeks organized passage for them if they desire back to Parate? Yes. Oh, sure. If That's they want fine. it. Because we don't I, intend to continue to kidnap them. <laughs> yeah, That's not true. against their will. It was kind of, um, as you can see, uh, rescued, quote-unquote, by Rosebud, of course. <laughs> um, uh, you know what? I think that... <laughs> hmm. I'll say they stick around because they feel like in some regard they do owe you for freeing them mm -hmm. um and as long as you're offering to pay them i think that they are content to sort of stay out of this war oh shit yeah, if, if, if they show back up especially osmar you think you know if he just randomly shows back up at home people are gonna be like wait but you were part of that attack. How did you end up back here? Well, so. he escaped. Right. He literally escaped and was making his way back. That's not that confusing. <laughs> but if nobody else escapes, that they, they might start to look at him funny. Oh, yeah, that's fair. yeah. Okay, I well... think that you know, um, <laughs> neither of these people uh, really have any desire to go right back into war. And if you're paying their wages, then I think they'd be okay with staying for okay. a just cause. What seems to be okay. Then, um, I think that's it for the crew's housekeeping. I can't, I can't think of anyone else. I guess it was just simply like, did we have any other CLs other than a meme that wanted to come with us? Um, which I've now put down as a thing. Oh, oh, 
Oh, big important thing, guys. What are we? What are we going to name um, our lovely uh, Drake? Speaking of which, uh, I am the only one that knows the language they understand. I think Draconic, so I need to teach you guys some commands. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they can't talk back, but um, that's not entirely true. Mihail does speak with Draconic. Oh, perfect. Oh, I was I was originally. <laughs> That's fair. Perfect. So um, for the, I think we had three, right? I had said a very funny, how do I see the, oh, cool. I had said a very funny name as a subsection of our chat, um, but I don't know if anyone wanted it to be. Uh, we could name them Ya, Me, and Ri. Uh, did anyone see that? I don't know if it was just me and Leah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, it, it, like, it's us. It's us four. What do we want to name That was just a suggestion. Oh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get it before, but I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I reordered it. I put it out of order originally on purpose. Um, so that's my suggestion. Any other names? Or if you want to come about them naturally. Oh, I get it. Oh. I would probably want to name one daffodil. Okay. okay. Well, that's well. Here's the thing: from a from a number of them versus us perspective, one for Geth, one for um, Oma, and one for Jewel makes sense narratively. From like mm -hmm. a who's the quote unquote person that first gave it food and thus it's the most loyal to. Yeah. yeah so that one. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we don't need to name it what I suggested. It was more for fun. And then we can say nameless until we know. Nameless. Because um, they are part of the crew. They are the guard dogs, in a sense. The the, the naval guard dogs. <laughs> do, the, do the rats ride on the, the guard dogs? Oh, hell yeah. Yes. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put their names a little closer to the assassin rat pack. So I'm just filling out nameless for now. Um, because we don't, it sounds like we're all going to think of something. Um, my thing only worked if they were all named one of the three pieces of Miria, but, uh, Daffodil. I'm just not a huge fan of, uh, single, uh, consonant thingies. Uh -huh. or yeah. Uh, what are they called again? They're a drake. They're a, dra they're a guard drake. Guard drakes, I think. Yeah. Okay, so I will say Oma's nameless guard Drake until you've got something for me, Deanne. Oh, Deanne's been gone this whole time? Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Deanne. I didn't realize that. I've been talking <laughs> at you. I did. Um, I, I had to make the bed for me. You said mom. BRB. I saw that. <laughs> I just completely ignored it. Um, okay, so we were just talking about the, the very important task of naming our guard Drakes. Oma has one. Uh, Geth has one and Jewel has one. Jewel, uh, you could just name yours Mimi if you want to. Geth, <laughs> this is <laughs> this is Fru Fru. <laughs> well, you know, Samiria, you can call Mimi for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. way you get you know your single consonant while also naming it Miria. Totally. 
it was it was just a funny uh thing daffodil okay so you've got daffodil okay it's still alive yep hey no but tulip but rides like daffodil, no? jules thinking you know if, if it comes to down to naming something her brain's in like i'm gonna go with flower theme <laughs> I mean, it does fit with the crew. We are still the dreadful thorns. That's true. You guys can live up to your names. Yeah, so it's a bright green guard drake, and her name is Daffodil. Okay, bright green guard drake. Got it down. Okay, Oma, yours is nameless for now. Geth's is also nameless this second. Guess nameless guard Drake. What was our lovely sea turtle uh, name again? I thought I wrote it down. Um, I... um, oh yeah, um, um, where, did I, where did I write that? I swear I wrote it somewhere. Character creation, in-game notes. Hmm. Would it be? Do we usually put out of character in in-game notes? Yeah, we do. Okay. Um. Equals Ocean Master, the giant, the gargantuan, because we have a very important distinction there, uh, <laughs> um, deity sea turtle. Okay, I just wanted to write that down. Um, boop, 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 boop. Okay, I can't think of anything else. Uh, I've updated the crew. We didn't, like, from a mechanical perspective, talk about all the fun little boat stuff that we said. Like, we we know that the boat has... Um, I, I included it in the bio, but we know that it has, like, a, a lockable dive hatch and, uh, you know, a, a lead-lined cabin or something to avoid scrying in certain spots and a smuggler section. We know that's a thing, but we haven't worked out the details, and I don't think that matters this second. Um, are you wait. guys okay with uh, the potential shipmates that I've had for a while now in uh, yeah. in Roll20? Yeah, I Maybe saw you them. You can consider them, like, hiring them, you know, once you got to Santiago or something? Yeah, that's sort of, so I saw them, and uh, I didn't quite remember if our group met them yet, so it sounds like we haven't. I love I love quartermaster chef. <laughs> yes, chef is good. Yeah, um, I mean I I'm good with them. We just haven't met them yet, right? From a yeah. narrative perspective. Sure. Yeah, from a narrative perspective. I, I mean, unless you want to, like, I, I it's just not. I know that you guys need more crew, so and I had these sort of lying around. So yeah, could have a, a hierarchy going. Jewel is. Acting captain, and then Mariana could be like acting captain when Jules not there type deal. When we go ashore for our crazy excursions, we yeah. we, well, we do. She's more yeah. captain to take care of the ship, whereas once, yeah. once we're actually going places, Jules like, nah, I'm in charge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Like, um, I'm okay with the it. I like all of them. Um, okay, so do you want to put them onto the crew? Sure. And I can get rid of them. Uh, yeah. Let me let me just pictures. 
I mean, they're cool pictures, but uh, we can we can do that for simplicity. I'm just going to add them. I mean, we don't have to because Nadia and Avtaro are also there, so I can just like, eh. it's not a big deal. It only takes me a second to copy paste. I think. There you go. They've just got some cool write-ups for like the captain specifically. Uh, the captain has a cool write-up. I don't think I wrote anyone else up. Yeah, but it's really cool. Well, for the quartermaster, it says chef in Spanish, so that's how I do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, anyone else? Like, I've got my armor entered now. Did you guys grab yours for your? Yep, I'm all set up. Sheets. Clove. Oh, I, I do like Poppy. I'm gonna be the only one that's not flower themed. All right, Poppy, huh? I mean, yeah. Well, okay. So which one? So Leah's is going for Daffodil. Is that right? Yeah. Oma, which one are you thinking of going? I think I'd like to do Clover, even though it's not a flower. It's important. <laughs> okay. Uh, Geth. Now I'm the only one. No, are you Are you I going don't. with Mimi? No, no, no. Uh, it's a good name, but no. Acting captain in uh, Jewel Dead. And I'll add the other ones. Um, now I'm the only one without one. Let me just think here for a second. Mm -hmm. uh, save changes. Pause and switch this over to be in in-game notes instead. Bear with me here, just thinking, looking through some stuff. No, I will not bear. Yes, you must bear. Oh, okay then. Yeah. My bad. You, you can become bear if I understand correctly. Yes. Uh... <laughs> Which I I do want to say I'm. I didn't realize how bad Wild Shape was if you weren't a moon druid. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad without. It's really bad. <laughs> I'll go with poppy instead of clover. That way it is a flower. Well, I'm, I mean, gonna, I'm not going with a flower. <laughs> don't let anyone make you conform. Deanne, yeah. live I your like life. Clover. clover was really good for green, too. Yeah. Clover's wow. good. But but join me on this, this wonderful <laughs> flower journey. Okay, Leah's the flower pusher. <laughs> uh-huh. Flowers. All you... the flowers. When you say Poppy, I just think of this one character on Frasier. So that's just oh, going to be my the head poppy canon seed voice thing or whatever. <laughs> the, mm -hmm. the bag, the, not the bagel, the muffin tops. Is that the one? Anyway. No, that's Frasier. That's not, that's Seinfeld, my mistake. I'm mixing up uh, stuff. What was lore? What was the name of the dragon that we took this from again? Yeah, it's in yeah, in-game notes. Go. I'm I'm pulling Back it up. It notes. was it was something. Uh, Blaze the dragon. Ah, so it was before this. That means it, it was in Kanga. It's a cat dragon. That's a flower. And it's it's, it's <laughs> very good. Too. I like it. What it's was it? I missed. 
Snapchat that's pretty right funny. Now. That's pretty funny. Silly pet poodle names. Uh, here it is. Quarian. Q-A-I-R-R-A-I-N. How do you say that? Quarian? Yeah, sure. He's dead now, so it don't matter. <laughs> your, not only are your scales ours now, but so is your name. What was so, the name of the of the uh, literal island god we just? It was Bet. It was uh, Balkong. But what was the name of her? The Bakanawa. It was the Bakanawa. That was her name. I mean, that was what she was called. Okay. Uh. All right. It's been an hour. Yeah. Just yeah. The show yeah. on the road. Yeah, I'll figure out a name le- later. <laughs> All right. Is there any other housekeeping? Nope. I'm good to jump in. All right. All I all Hale would have done is during that time is help out where he can and investigate his local surroundings as they are rather unique. Uh, I guess should I just hold on to the ring of spell storing temporarily and then we can assign it out? Sounds good to me. Okay, so two weeks go by. <laughs> um, sorry, I just saw the picture that you put up of Mihail, uh, and it's very funny. Um, I couldn't do I couldn't do art in time, so I'm like, I gotta slap goggles on a cow because he's got goggles and he's a cow. <laughs> All right, so you find yourself uh, with a new boat. Fully furnished, yada yada. It's real beautiful. It has all the stuff, all the shit that you guys asked for. Uh, oh yeah. You, you guys pay the you pay the um the fire giants with the assortment of jewels, which was what I believed y'all were gonna do. Yep, we've marked that off already. Okay, so yeah, mark it off. Uh, and the fire giants take their leave, leaving only you and your crew uh, and Mihail um, on the island. And the kobolds? And the kobolds, but they are considered your crew. Uh, the kobolds, those that have stayed with you at least, are your crew. Um, what do you guys do? Uh, Geth is painstakingly looking up uh, fun names for uh, his new Drake. <laughs> he's just, he's just been, like, <laughs> pouring over names for the like, whole two weeks. <laughs> so distraught by how fast Oma and Jill came up with names. Yeah, I, I just, I make the armor. I, I'm doing a lot of, like, introspective study. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, finish what you're doing, Dan. Sorry. Um, and um, that that that's pretty much what she is. She's preparing. I, I guess I should phrase this differently. It's not what have you guys done. It's what are you guys doing now? Um, yes. Now that the two weeks are up. Did okay. any news come about missing children 
any leads on the mistress at all during those two weeks? Uh, no. Your contacts have been silent. Okay. Then I believe our goal was to ship off to uh, Santiago. I think that was the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, if Jewel finds out that Mihail knows Draconic, she will like corner him and make him like help her. <laughs> she's trying to learn commands at the same time. She's trying to keep, teach Daffodil a bunch of tricks and making sure that Daffodil and the Rat Pack are uh, good friends and that the cooperation <laughs> therein will work well. Mihail would be more than willing to help with that. I think I that uh, on more than one occasion, Jewel, you have found uh, Daffodil uh, dangerously close to eating the rat pack. Uh, and you've yeah, but they're used to them. that anyways. <laughs> That's true. The rat pack is literally used to that because she has done that. She has literally like threatened to eat them and pretended to eat them multiple times. So it doesn't even phase the rat pack. They're like, if it happens, it happens. This is a great honor. We will be eaten <laughs> by the killer's beast. <laughs> yeah, again, remember, these are very insane rats. They are wonderful. I love yeah. them so much. Only the crazy rats stayed. Um, uh, I think we should get um, some supplies in terms of before we head to Santiago. Uh, if we know that they're going to be quarantined, we might need to have supplies that we would need to be able to survive there, mm-hmm. as well as um, bringing any aid. So, mm-hmm. Oma makes that suggestion. Okay. Do you mean what? So, like, like bandages the and. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so, you figure if they're uh, if they're blocked off, the the food supplies have got to be dwindling too. I'm yeah. I'm gonna use something here that I don't think I've ever used in this campaign. Create food and water. <laughs> no, my background feature. Oh. Oops! Oh. I meant to do that publicly. <laughs> Okay. Nice. All right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I think that I take uh literally my history is bringing with my father um before our ship went down supplies and needed context stuff to war-torn countries. I was literally at the forefront of Galicia's surrounding kingdoms that they were mm-hmm. fighting and doing trade with them in mm-hmm. these times of war. So I think I'm going to try to mechanically and story-wise action a supply route and start something up that could bring stuff and potentially help. I don't know if, as a player what that would be, but whatever it is they need, I'd know, probably. <laughs> So, um, you know that Santiago is a, a very populous and important trade hub. So there are uh, more than a few willing merchants who uh, are on board with your idea of getting in the good graces of the city. So. Um, We'll say 
as you travel through um let me pull up the shimmering isles so if i'm not mistaken uh the isle of giants was somewhere in the north somewhere in like the north west if i'm not mistaken so uh we can definitely say that you sort of stop at some ports in the Isle del Pointiente uh and you find the sort of your local merchant's guild and perhaps you find some people who you yourself know personally and they can kind of be your point men in the area um and you can set up a bit of a supply chain okay um, I will say this is going to take time, though. Yes, this isn't something you're going to just be able to do in one day. No. So I, I will say the trade-off: you don't have to roll, but you will have to sacrifice some days in travel as you step this up. That would be necessary okay. if we want to do this. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, we wouldn't have necessarily a... know. I have a important question, and that's uh, the state of Santiago. You said it was closed off and quarantined is it quarantined to the point where like they're already saying they're cutting their losses with those inside or are, is there still outside efforts to aid um last you left the city um there are efforts being made by some of the local farmlands to provide um but there is no as the last you were there there was no like government intervention in terms okay. of like but there are like the charitable holy orders within the city that were working um specifically Where? you know that the daughters of betatoon uh oh, were a holy group uh they were like there it's a it's a holy order um that they specifically do charity um and when this whole thing broke out the daughters of Batatune were sort of at the forefront of like the quote-unquote like street clinics that were being set up um and you do know that there is a medical school there and so, like, there was an effort, not necessarily by the government, but by a lot of the local organizations, like, for example, the Workers Guild, Santiago Saints, uh, the Wizards Collective, the Golden Wizards. Like, that's all there. Uh, mm. They don't just go away. So you know that they were making efforts um, to help. Um, you know, handle this. Um, so things were getting dire. You know, things. It, it wasn't slowing down. Is last you had checked. And just to maybe cut some days off here, uh, Pedro, um, I do want the idea of having like a full girl, and this is you know, uh, guess you know, magnificent trade route or whatever but probably to cut time i would be like why don't we just fill up our hold with as much as we can get quickly 
and okay. set off okay. with those supplies. So I do want to maybe long-term goal when we have more downtime in the future, talk about Geth reacquiring more of a trade empire, but uh, Geth and of just, course. Uh... For now, okay. let's just do like the quick and dirty. Okay, I've got like two days to fill my ship or whatever. Uh, let's get as much non-perishable goods, as much medical supplies, whatever. And maybe the action that I can say is that in order to pay for all these goods up front, maybe I get some sponsors uh, that I might know through my stuff, like other merchant guilds that are like, oh, we haven't had anyone want to go there because it's a plague city. You're going? Yeah, totally. I'll throw my stuff in your ship and... Uh, you give then, me the profits of whatever. Yeah, and then and then we mm-hmm. can also say that part of it is to build goodwill for oh, look at what I did. I, I gave this stuff to these people that were hurting in this trade route. So getting uh you know some sort of tariff or something like that later on, you could spin it like that. Mm-hmm. It's relief effort slash minimal exchange of money because that way you don't have to be like oh you just made profit of 200 gold because you had a 100 ton ship full of junk that you brought to a dying city (laughs) yeah uh that's fine also yeah we can definitely kind of keep track of a ledger eventually somewhere down the road Um, if you want to just like make note of that um for later but yeah i i like that idea as well um, you sort of just take a couple days to just fill up, uh, find some sponsors who are like, hey, let's sell our stuff through you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm okay with that. That sounds like a wonderful use of your feature. Um, all right. Just so, so you guys know, I did move the uh, assorted quality metal that we were keeping in the bag of holding for Rosebud. I did move that to the cub for now. Makes sense. If Deanne wants some of it, but it was it was 181 pounds of miscellaneous. Yeah. I'm like, okay, let let's free up the bag of holding a little more because again, if if we want to be carrying, you know, plenty of food supplies and stuff in the bag of holding and mm-hmm. the bag of holding. Yeah, I might have went a little ham with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know, just 181 pounds. I was like, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll put that on the boat for now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I like whoever added the 199 coconuts. Oh, that was cargo yeah. hold too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, we are. So you guys head off to Santiago. Yes, I think if there's no so guests, main thing is searching for the mistress. If there's no leads on her. We're going to the next thing, which is Santiago. Uh, okay. Per our per our discussion with the now acquainted, um, who's that guy again? Uh, yeah. Mother, motherfucker. <laughs> Michael, something like that. Michael, Matthew, something like that. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So, um, we'll say that as you were traveling you come across a ship in distress. Uh, the Siren's Call was is flying their flag, uh, and you see that there is, like, smoke 
coming out of their ship. It is in the process of sinking. Oops. What do, uh, what do you guys do? Or the siren spite is what okay. is right. spite. That's okay. much the better. I was very spite. worried for a second. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the sirens call him like we avoid that. We avoid <laughs> that all hard. <laughs> um, Jewel okay. looked to the others, but sh she'll suggest that we, you know, slow down and help because it, the last thing, it, she does have, you know, horror dreams of like being mm. stranded in the ocean. So, mm -hmm. and how Her large first is this ship? Is help. Uh, yeah. This, this, it is a smaller ship. It is not uh, as large as yours. I believe you have like a you have a galleon. We're, we're big so now. You're yeah. very, yeah, you're super duper uh -huh. big. This is like a boat that maybe has a crew of like 15, 20 people. It is a trading, uh, like a, what's those called? Like a skipper? No, more like a smaller sailing boat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Captain, do we, I don't know how to help a sinking boat. I, I could do a little magic. Uh, I I think if we just slow down, you know, we can drop them off in Santiago. I I don't think we can save the ship at this point. It that's really going down. So it's pretty bad. It's like fire and stuff. Mm hmm. It 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 looks rough. Yeah. It, let, let's just save the sailors in the water. We'll we'll get them on board, and we can drop them off when we reach land. Good thing we got lots of extra food supplies. No. Uh, as you guys come up to the ship, uh, you see that there are a handful of people. There seems to be uh, a woman, uh, two men, or excuse me, three men, uh, and an orc. Uh, and they are... You see that as you go, um, the lifeboats have all been like, you know, there are no lifeboats. All their cords, you know, where they normally hang off the side of the ship, they have been cut um, and they are no longer there. And you see that they are all sort of waving you down frantically. Yeah, that's kind of weird. It could be sabotage of some form. Yeah. Well, uh, at the very least, I, you know, I'm sure there are kobolds like running around on deck. It's just like there's enough of us here that I, I think we can afford to slow down and stop and see how they're doing. The guard drinks are like pacing the deck. Yeah, I, I like to imagine like all the kobolds just in the back are like freaking out, like something's happening. How do we? How do we know if they are under quarantine? So uh, this is not you. You are still in the middle of the ocean water. You are you are in the open water between Galicia and the Shimmering Isles. I have Do seen horror movies that started like this. <laughs> <laughs> um. So she's gonna ask Jewel, is there a way to 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 ask him if they're under quarantine? Um. If I may. I do have a measure of protection against that sort of thing. I could be the one to go over and investigate. Oh, uh, right. Mihail, you did say that you came from Santiago, did you not? Yes, I am here. Yes, I am. Um, 
Yes, I specifically have wards to defend myself against disease in particular. Well, uh, let's start with this. Why don't we lower some of our uh, rowboats here? I think we have four. Um, yeah, at least so that we can down, get that out. Get their people on board. I can, I can uh, join you. I can also uh, deflect disease, but if it is those creatures that we found, that is not a disease. Well, we've got to worry about that as it comes up. I, I agree with you, Mihail and uh, Oma. We should check with them, but currently there's like three of them floating in the water there, and they don't look too hot, so let's hurry this up. <laughs> yeah, Jules like ordering the kobolds, and that they're you know lowering some a couple of the boats. I'll um, yeah. you see the I'll guards actually... are like perched on the sides, like looking over. It's a very intimidating visage that you all uh, have as you just stroll up in your magnificent magical galleon with your <laughs> literal monster crew. Uh, you see the fire giant just like 10, Reach 20 down. feet tall. You know what I'm saying? Hanging out on deck, peering up, looking at uh, what's going yeah. on. Speaking of which, important note that we totally didn't say, they definitely sleep in like a hammock in the riggings, right? <laughs> yeah, they cannot fit underneath the boat. So. Well, it's, it's got eight foot ceilings or something like that, but yeah, yeah but they like got a crawl. Fire giants like 20 feet tall. They're huge. They're big. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, they're like 15 feet We've made like a little cabin on top it's of deck just for them. Big, they are a yeah. big individual. <laughs> on deck, there's kind of like this like lean to sheltered kind of area for <laughs> the very high ceiling. <laughs> yeah, it, it's enough to get them out of like the worst of the weather, but not exactly comfortable. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I'll huh? um. <coughs> we we are no monsters. Yes, um, go on, Mihail. Yeah. If you would like, uh, Oma, I could give you the means to get over there, and I can take care of those in the water. All right. I will cast gaseous form on Oma. Okay. I float over. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then I am currently looking to see what the biggest version I can be is. <laughs> the biggest what? Um. I couldn't hear you, sorry. Specifically, I'm looking at, just real quick, at the type of creatures I can I think well a giant crocodile or something? Yeah, specifically, I'd, it would have to be something that... There uh, we go. That is large and capable of swinging by and picking people up, so... I can, okay. Um, I would like to turn. Okay, that is an option. I will turn into a giant eagle and I will start swooping people, swooping down and picking people up and dropping them on top of their boat, not specifically ours just yet. Okay. So, uh, you uh, see that there is a uh, sort of lean. Taller gentleman with uh, tattoos. Uh, he he has sort of a bald face, and he's just covered in these black sort of uh, tribal tattoos. He seems to be um, of 
the sort of shimmering isles sort of complexion and ethnicity um he's in sort of leather armor and he has like a scimitar uh attached to his back uh and as you swoop down uh he looks very nervous <laughs> um uh go ahead and make a make a charisma check if you oh, roll too low he is going to be terrified of you and he's going to try and attack you oh, okay yeah. <laughs> so that's fine it was going to be like a 10 or under so you are good uh he he's considered as a situation he is very nervous uh but he, as as you sort of approach and pick him up as a, in your talons, as opposed to like in your beak, um, he lets it happen. All right. All right. How far away from? How far have we pulled up between the boat and us? Uh, at this point, I mean, as this is happening, I will say you are you are closing the gap by the and by the time he is finished fishing everyone out of the water. Uh, you are close enough to dock to to, to port. Uh, what are they called when you when you chain someone's ship next to them? I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. In all um, the pirate movies, just boarding, always, yeah. just boarding. Yeah, they board. Um, yeah. So you are within boarding distance. And is it still? Is the ship going down too fast? Yeah, the ship for is us? in the process of going down. Can I? Is it smaller than a hundred feet long? No. Okay. Um. So once I get everyone on the on the ship, uh, Oma, I will make sure that I cancel gaseous form as soon as you're on the ship yeah. proper, so that okay. you can try to determine the area what's going on while I'm grabbing people from the water, in regards right. to the, if there is a disease or not. Okay. So. Uh, make a perception, ch- make an investigation check for me, actually, Oma. Investigation? Yes. Because you're Sherlock Holmes in it right now. Yep. So, uh, with your, uh, so you see the signs of a battle. You see that there are, uh, giant sort of ballista arrows on like pinged into the deck uh, and along the sides. You see that the mast has been uh, sawed through. Uh, You see that there are dead bodies uh, and they look to have been slain by weapons. Uh, Nobody here seems to have broken out in pox or anything. There's some ugly people there, but nothing uh, that suggests like you know, people are uh, literal mutant monsters from the outer realms. Okay. That's a good sign. <laughs> Alright, so I, while you're... Uh, call out. That are alive on deck, right? Yes, the five people that I mentioned. Uh, or the four and or I five st- people that I mentioned. I start yes. uh, checking them, like... Uh, what has transpired here? What is going on? All right, so the woman uh, steps up. She is a uh, sort of stout, smaller um, woman. 
with uh, a pair of rapiers on her back. Uh, she has sort of a deep tan uh, that sort of burns through her auburn or caramel skin. She has long auburn hair delicately braided down the sides of her head. However, uh, it seems to be frazzled and uh, soaked through with salt water at the moment. Um, she has a, a red eye patch that covers her left eye. Um, and you see that uh, as she smiles at you, there uh, is some missing teeth. <clears throat> and she says, Oh, thank Betatune that you've come when you have. I thought for sure we were goners. Uh, uh, my name is uh, Captain Mariana Pinzana. And, uh, well, we run afoul of some uh, unsavory pirates with a bit of uh, revenge in their hearts. And uh, they left us for stranded. They wish to take revenge upon you? Yes, uh, well, we, uh, sometimes when we're not busy uh, with cargo, we work as privateers, uh, protecting the ship route between uh, Galicia and the Shimmering Isles. As you can say, or as you can see, uh, that has put us in the crosshairs of some uh, powerful pirates. And today was just not our day. She looks at you and says, although I'm hoping that that might change, uh, seeing as how you, uh, you've come in quite a mighty fine ship. That it is what you do, but uh, understand, we can try to take you to land, but where we had, I hope uh, you've heard of it, uh, the... Um... Santiago. Santiago, yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm familiar. I am a Galician, and uh, so is my brother here. This is my first mate, Dismas. Uh, and you see uh, Dismas is her younger brother, uh, who looks very similar to her, uh, except he has sort of curly black hair with like a bit of an undercut, and uh, he's got some scars on his face. Um, he wear he wears a cutlass on his back, not a rapier, uh, and he sort of waves sheepishly at you, uh, and he says, uh, "We're from Santiago. We're no strangers to it. Um, if you be heading there, then we'd be more than happy to to take you up on that offer." Can I do an insight upon them? I know. These sure. I'm trying to get an idea if there are these guys been left and are they going to be an issue with me? Sure. Um, so, you can tell that they are defeated and they are desperate. Um, you think that perhaps they're not going to bite the hand that feeds them or look a gift horse in the mouth, as they might say uh, in Galicia. Um, so, all right. Then, <clears throat> who else do you have that is still alive on board? No, uh, well, uh, it's just uh, my chief navigator, uh, Kotian, and Kotian was the uh, bald gentleman who almost 
fought Mahal. Uh, there's uh, my quartermaster, uh, Cosierno. And you see that this uh, Cosierno gentleman is uh, this massive brick wall of a man with just the most magnificent mustache that you've ever seen. And he is dressed in sort of uh, a, a white uh, do-rag with like a white soiled apron. And he has a belt where you would see there would be normally tools of the trade, um, you know, uh, of cooking ware. But all he has on him is a, a simple cooking knife. Um, and the rest seems to have been taken from him. And he says, uh, and uh, she says, and my boatswain, uh, Pogug Brintusk. And you see that there is a shirtless uh, half-orc, or excuse me, full-orc there, uh, who is sort of adorned in traditional sailor tattoos. Uh, and he has a sort of strong boxer build. Uh, and he is wearing a sort of striped uh, a white and blue pants. Uh, and they are all more than willing to join you on the ship. Uh, she looks pained, as she says, unfortunately, the rest of my crew didn't make it. So, uh, injured. That was what I wished to ask. Um, injured. No, none of us are injured. Uh, we all jumped ship. Um... Well, they did. I, unfortunately, was tied up uh, and thrown overboard uh, after I watched my crew get killed. Um, thankfully, my brother saved me uh, along the water. But no, this pirate, uh, he did not leave me. He did not uh, hurt me. He simply wanted to, to torture me and leave me for the sharks. Very well. Then uh, get what gear you need. Uh, I will uh, notify the captain. Oh, and I kind thanks. of I make a sim uh, signal over so that Jewel can see me that gives the okay. Yeah, and then we, I, we, I, we toss the I, ropes so they can snug up to us. We'll, we'll lower a gangplank so you can walk over. Okay. It's like really extreme angles, though. So uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's you know it's one of those gangplanks that's got like the uh, it, it's half a ladder, half gangplank. Right. Like just it like unfurls, right? Yeah, you to, like you have to like fold it out. Uh, yeah, it's absolutely half a gangplank. As the gangplanks uh, sort of slam into what's left of this ship. Uh, the five uh, sailors quickly make their way on board. And it's... sorry, I was away for half a minute. Five is the remaining crew that are alive? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is narratively, this is the crew that uh, the potential shipmates, uh, I think it's just, I narratively brought them in here uh, for you guys. And, uh, Oma, did you say there's anyone injured? Should we hurry below before the ship sinks? They said that they are the only ones alive. Oh, okay. Uh, sorry, this is our captain. Uh, and I'll do th the quick point to, you know, Jewel 
and I like go through the immediate people that are on deck, and then I just sort of make a wide hat sweeping gesture. You'll get to the others later, before your <laughs> ship's fully submerged. Uh... <laughs> I-, I like to imagine that Mihail had transformed back and was walking up the gangplank right as you said. We'll get to the <laughs> others yeah, later. later. <laughs> uh, I uh, I look at the man with the with the impressive mustache. Yes, Cosierno. I I say, you, your mustache is very good. It's uh, it pleases bristle tender. Uh, you see the gentleman. Uh, he nods knowingly as he sort of takes his like a uh, you know big fat stubby finger and and just sort of twists the angle of of the mustache and he says, "I." I don't know who that be, but uh, thank you all the same. I nod as I walk across. <laughs> um, when we get them on our ship, I'd like to, if any of them are in particular looking injured or even just uh, surface level wounds, I'll take care of healing them. Okay. Uh, they are waterlogged. They are tired. They are hungry and thirsty. Uh, but this is, they don't, uh, like I said before, they jumped ship. Uh, so those people uh, thankfully avoided the slaughter. Nobody got bit by a shark in the meantime? <laughs> no, no, nobody got good, bit good, by good, a shark. And I ask the captain, is there any artifacts, logs that I should quickly procure from your previous vessel before it's on, under the brine? No. Uh the pirate, well after they took our cargo, they took our whole, our our ledger too. All that's left of that thing is bitter memories and broken wood. Let it sink. I'll nod. Um all right. So uh, you have giving uh, draconic orders to the the guard Drake so they don't pounce when these people come on board. <laughs> yeah, you you see that uh, uh, as as uh, Kotian sort of uh, looks over at all of the animals, you see that there is a um, osprey that flies along his or flies sort of around circles and then flies onto his uh, shoulder. And um, you see that uh, Brine Tusk is sort of looking excitedly at the fact that uh, it's like pretty much, I think, almost exclusively monsters, save for like a couple <laughs> people. He's like, I like this crew, Cosierno. And uh, Cosierno's like, we'll see. That one, she complimented my mustache, so... And I'm fond of orcs. And you see he sort of slaps Brine Tusk, um, you know, who is an orc, um, on the shoulders there. Uh, you see that Dimas, however, is rather nervous, uh, being <laughs> what of He immediately, uh, Dimas immediately goes to uh, the two other humans that are on the crew and, and begins sort of talking to them exclusively, um, looking around. Um, and Mariana, 
does see uh, Kotian's falcon uh, come down, and she does uh, give him a, a quick warning. Uh, the rats on this boat are off limits. Understood? Um, sure. You see Kotian, uh, never having heard that phrase before in his life, uh, quickly takes like a like a, a muzzle. You know how like the falcons. Little like little hood like, thing. Have uh-huh. like the hood helmet. Uh, he takes that and he puts it on the osprey, and it says, um, "I'll be sure to to keep um, my my charge uh, under heel." Thank Don't you. you we appreciate worry. your cooperation. Uh, the captain Mariana Penzana says, um, uh, "Oh, our cooperation is is the least uh, that we can do. Um, you're running quite the interesting outfit here." Um, might I ask what it is you do? Oh, uh, we're, we're adventurers, we're traders, we're heroes. Uh, it, it's a bit of everything, depending on what's needed at the time and where we feel like going, really. It's, uh... I, I think what the captain's saying is we're a bit of an entre- entrepreneur uh, vessel here. Uh, oh. Opportunity follows where it sometimes needs to be at present as you actually i wasn't part of the uh yeah you have no discussion. idea what's going on. At, at present we're going to santiago though uh to bring some sounding like much needed supplies to a quarantine city i love how jules just like really like casual about it like oh we go here we go there we just gotta do what we please and then guess like oh yeah you know we've got goals we've got this this is going on and yeah, she just um, nods and she's like, "Yeah, he's the one who keeps us uh, uh, together, so to speak." Well, you want details? Um, you go to Geth. I know this might be uh, much to ask for, but as you can see, um, I uh, don't exactly have a ship anymore, and well, I do need to care for my crew. Uh, we are merchant sailors, and we are willing to work uh, for safe passage. Uh, we don't want to uh, come across as, as ungrateful. Always have well. to have a few more hands aboard, especially uh, working ones that know the ships. I, I can't say the kobolds are too uh, accustomed to life at sea yet. They're still working on it. You see, like, two kobolds, like, squabbling over, like, how to coil a rope. And she just, like, <laughs> gestures over, like, this is what I have to deal with. <laughs> you see one of the kobolds just, like, whirling himself up in, like, some extra sail, and he just falls off the <laughs> ship. <laughs> and, like, what? the fire giant has to, like, grab him. <laughs> One of them is tying a rope around his, like, waist and jumps off the ship so he can, like, grab a shiny object that was, you know, refused from the yeah, other ship. They're, like, <laughs> desperately trying to just ransack uh, the wreckage. <laughs> I tell, uh, I tell whatever my name, Liscard Drake, is, because uh, I gotta figure out a name. Uh, just, can you go round up uh, that guy there, yeah, just bring him back. He keeps jumping over there. <laughs> uh, Mariana. Mariana's like, I, those are the biggest damn kobolds I've ever seen in my life. Oh, I mean, oh. we do have a giant with us, but uh, yeah, the, the kobolds came from an island where everything was extra large. It was uh, a, a bit terrifying with giant vultures and whatnot, but 
Oh, can't say the sandworms were any fun. That that was a story in and of itself. <laughs> Jules just kind of like mumbling at this point. <laughs> you see that uh, Mariana is very impressed uh, as one captain to another uh, from all of your tales. Just sort of so nonchalantly uh, sort of bouncing from calamity to calamity. Um, yeah. I, if, she, if she sticks around, Jewel will happily uh, start <laughs> recounting their most recent adventures. Yes, well, you certainly have time. Uh, captain Mariana is a captain. She doesn't step on your toes, but you can see that she's very used to being in charge. And so um, anytime you give out orders, uh, you notice that Mariana is quick to repeat them is quick to sort of uh you know follow suit and make sure that they get carried out uh mm -hmm. she sort of goes the extra mile to do that as well as the task that she is assigned um mm -hmm. she is quickly sort of you know distinguishing herself as a leader of sorts very useful we like useful people on this boat Oh, well, uh, just uh, let me stick around a bit longer and I could show you just how useful we can be. Uh, me and my brother Demas, well, we we made a name for ourselves. Um, speaking of, what um, you said you're a group of adventurers. What, what uh, do you call yourselves? Oh, we are the Dreadful Thorns. She stops as you say that, and she says... Um, you're the Dreadful Thorns. The group of adventurers that were in uh, Horican a few weeks back. That's us. Have tales already started to spread? Oh, more than that. Oh. I, you can't enter a port in the Shimmering Isles without words of your deeds. They say that you, you all single-handedly quelled the volcano from erupting and and you saved hundreds of children and you slayed an army of hags i mean it was is it true feels like as she's hearing all this she's trying to keep like this grin off her face you can tell that she's like her ears are twitching her her whiskers are trembling like she's she's trying to keep a straight face <laughs> She, eventually, she at the hundreds of hags, she just starts chuckling. She's like, well, there's a thread of truth to that, as there is with most rumor, but it wasn't quite that dramatic. Here, let me tell you more about it. And she'll, she'll give her more of the, the realistic version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Which um, is still impressive, just not hundreds. Yes, it's absolutely <laughs> impressive. Um, still saves, just... you know, a dozen children and literally, like, you know, had a god teleport them out of, or uh, a genie teleport them out of an active volcano while we fought the bad guys off. Yeah, I mean, she's still absolutely impressed with the truth. Um, she is in no way disappointed by the, the, the yarn that you weave. Meanwhile, Mihail definitely believes he's got the right people with the job now. <laughs> so, um, is there anything else that you guys would like to sort of RP or discuss before we actually get to Santiago? Uh... 
not discuss her IP too much. Um, just a point of order. I have the names of cities written down. What was the Sea Elf city? Uh, uh, on Saloon. On Saloon. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And that's where... It should be uh, in the in-game notes. You're definitely right. It is in the in-game notes somewhere, but I've just been mixing them up. Did I ever ask if there's a teleportation circle there at some point? I don't remember. I mean, you did go to get the uh, our, our armor stuff handled, so... Yeah. I don't think there was a teleportation circle there, to my okay. knowledge. Not not to your notes? That's all good? Okay, that uh, was the only question. I, I can double-check, but I don't think so. That's all good. All right. So, let me... Un... <laughs> Two hours in, let's play some music. I assume that in our traveling we have a short rest and I get my wild shape back. (laughs) Yeah. Unless something jumps out of the water. It's Mahale hole and just goes off. Nobody even notices. (laughs) I'm a Yeah, no, this I mean it takes days to travel by ship to Mm -hmm. to Santiago. And it takes time to train the drakes, so that's sort of where a lot of my yeah, time will be going while we're... Sure. It takes it, a lot of it, practice time. It, it it's like training two... a dog, you know? <laughs> like yeah, Repetition, it... treats, and uh, solid orders. Yeah, Mail takes... will happily help both Jewel and Oma in regards to that. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> The city of Santiago makes its mark across the skyline, a modern staple of what humanity can achieve in the light of progress. Dominating the center is the Grand Cathedral, as grandiose as its name suggests. The Naval Command Center lords over the city, watching, waiting, for threats beyond the horizon. And the Tri-Towers shoot up well above its neighboring structures, displaying the colors of the Triumvirate proudly across draped banners. Santiago itself is expansive, crawling its way along the coast a sizable distance in both directions. Dockyards jutting out like cultivated trees in an orchard. In an orchard. The ones along Brine Bottom, which is the south of town, are small, disheveled, and haphazard, while the ones in the northern section of Fashion Row are well-kept, evenly separated, and protected by gatehouses along the moor. As bustling as the city of Santiago normally is, today the ports are full to bursting. However, There are not privateer vessels, nor merchant cargo convoys that clog its watered breasts, but a massive war fleet. The banners of the Galician Navy ripple in the biting wind, topping each and every vessel within view. The sizes vary, but make no mistake is an impressive fleet capable of handling any threat 
from a foreign nation. Chief among them is the golden flagship, Purity of the Lady, the largest and most ornate by far. Its many catapults and ballistas stand at the ready, pointed in the direction upon which you are all approaching. Its sails are unfurled with its magnificent, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Its magnificent emblem of a golden chalice radiating light and draped along the mast are fine red satin uh red satin strings all along uh all along the city's outer edge you see that tents dot the farmland fields people move to and fro swelling along the beach and along the path towards the city. Ships unable to make port proper find any foothold they can along the beaches. And these are the humbled, sweaty masses. What they are doing here in Santiago, a city under quarantine, is a mystery. But here they stand nonetheless. The flagship breaks off from the port and heads in your direction. It rivals you in size. I, I keep forgetting that you're a massive galleon. Uh, it rivals you in size. Um, and they wave you see that they start to begin to wave signal flags. Jewel, uh, you know these signal flags uh, to be demanding identification. Does um, she know, like, uh, I know that we have, like, you know, the... Our crest for the dreadful thorns we've also put onto a flag so we can, yes. you know, fly it. Mm -hmm. So is that already flying? or That is already flying. I would okay. say, because if you recall, Leah, we have the smuggler's banner. So I would say the dreadful thorns would be one of the main ones. And the smugglers is something we can put up and down as needed given the situation if that makes sense because the smugglers one specifically shows whatever banner they find friendly yeah i don't think we'd have the smugglers banner up right now because we we do expect that while they are being cautious about co people coming in Agreed. we don't expect that they're gonna like automatically come out we, we do have it ready that we can you know raise it pretty quick if we want to but for now, they've got, you know, we, we've got the Dreadful Thorns up, which they should have record of us. And then additionally, we've probably got flags uh, indicating, you know, merchant vessel. Uh, I got a question, Pedro. Was this the state of Santiago when I left? Or is this a new situation? This, 
is a new development. Uh, you are aware, however, that Santiago is nearby. Uh, let me throw Galician map up on roll 20. Uh, Santiago is nearby um, Fort de Havana. Um, and you know <laughs> that war has literally just begun again in the Shimmering Isles. And that Santiago is a is a trade hub between the northern Shimmering Isles and Galicia. So as while you were gone, Mahal, uh the AA naval fleet seems to have taken up shop in Santiago. Um, could I, like, roll a history check, check to see if I would have any idea from previous situations what this could mean? Sure, absolutely. I might even just know as well from my history. I would reason. say if you're familiar as a Galician, you're yeah. probably familiar with some of the flagships, especially because you are a merchant sailor. So you're yeah. probably familiar with like the multiple flagships of some of the Galician fleets. Uh, and you are familiar, I would say, you don't even need a roll. You're probably familiar with the purity of our lady, of the lady. Yeah. Uh, Mahal, with an 11, um, the best you can really ascertain is that it is wartime. So it is not surprising to see ships in prominent cities. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's really all you can kind of piece together. Uh, um, Jewel, I, I think that... Uh, what was the name of that again, Pedro? Uh, the ship? Yeah. It is... I will uh, drop it in the in-game notes. The Purity of the Lady. I think that uh, I've seen that before in my last travels, but it was a long time ago. There was some battling to the north of Galicia uh, that I, when I was on the route. But uh, what are they saying? I never really learned the flags. So they're asking for identification, which I know we're already flying the flags of uh, our group, as well as showing that we have... Uh, uh, goods for merchandise so I, i'm not sure if they want something further oh we um, didn't have a letter for these guys right our letter i your letter was to operate within the shimmering isles if yeah, i'm not okay. mistaken however yeah, you guys do have your paperwork you guys yes. are an official uh mercenary group Within the Shimmering, within the the um, Galicia, there is Jules both the license going... of the adventuring and the merchant guild that Geth has. That's right. So, you're also part of the merchant guild. How yeah. close is this uh, boat getting? It is on approach. Okay, Jules going to uh, get Squeaks to carry the letters over. <laughs> okay. Whoever's like whoever looks like a captain or looks particularly important on deck. That uh, Squeaks will fly the letters over, okay. and then return. 
God, y'all are a real monster-centric group. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, this, you figure this, in a world where familiars are not exactly true. uncommon. Yeah, like... that's true. <laughs> I just find it funny that you guys are just a ship of monsters and you send a bat over <laughs> with your paperwork. Um, I don't have an owl or anything. I mean, we could ask the falcon to take it, I guess, but... You know, that, that seems more like a, a tamed bird than uh, an intelligent familiar, so mm -hmm. she'd rather send squeaks. All right. I, I do want to say, I think we should be uh, complimented for sticking to our theme so well. <laughs> <laughs> and I will also say that I will have maybe drawn up uh, just like a bit of a uh, description of the ship as well. I assume like if they end up wanting details about what we're yeah, carrying so we'll say, i'll like, have that you know, as well and i'll send it with them you have like captain jewel of the mountain cargo yeah, exactly. uh you know uh you know humanitarian aid exactly um, also um you know shipwreck sailors mm -hmm. oh you know transporting to santiago like all the sort of the cliff notes of what you're exactly doing. and, and um, pedro would i have any paperwork to get into the quarantine zones or would so i have you speaking in you know you have official paperwork that allows you into the quarantine zone okay then i will give that to uh <laughs> i feel like squeeze is gonna be really so so essentially I, i'd like to think that uh jewel of the mountain tied like a rope or like some sort of like sturdy thread, and there's like a basket or like some sort of like envelope, like a Manila envelope. Yeah, <laughs> has just stuffed all this stuff in. And there's uh, a, like a special envelope with like two little leather loops coming out the top that he can just like reach down and grab it and carry it over. Exactly. I feel like we're going through like a bank teller, and we've just yeah. put all of our info over. <laughs> yeah. Hey, okay, here's a quick info dump as you quickly approach us. Yeah. So you see that um, the bat with the information is seen. They call it out. You see, sort of like a bunch of people, sort of like pointing at the bat and stuff. You see a bunch of people like take crossbows out, and then you see the captain sort of strut out and like, you know, raises their hand and, and tells everyone to stop what they're doing and. And the bat sort of flocks over to him um, and takes it. Uh, presents and the uh, manila envelope very yes, carefully. Presents the manila envelope. Uh, and uh, you see... Squeaks will probably... Jewel will probably tell Squeaks to stay there and, like, you know, retrieve the documents when Squeaks is done, though. Mm -hmm. How close are they now? Could she focus and listen? So, uh... Yeah, I will say that, um, no, not quite yet, but I will say that they have stopped moving. You see that they have sort of like, you see that the sails have sort of gone slack. Um, they are no longer moving towards you. They are still sort of like gently drifting towards you, but they are not like in quick uh, acceleration anymore. Because obviously it's a ship, it can't just stop like a car or anything like that. It's got to slowly lurch to a halt. Um, you see that the wave, the, the flag guy is saying like, uh, permission to board. Yeah, uh, Jules, signal back permission granted. Hey, 
And so, I will yeah. get most of the crew below deck. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll hustle the kobolds down. Keep only like oh, only one of the guard drakes is uh, obvious on deck. The the other two get tucked away. You you see the kobolds. The fire giant is like are... sitting sitting cross legged, so he looks smaller. Yeah, there's I'll, nothing that the fire giant could do. But you see the kobolds Ooh, just quickly just intimidating. Like... Please. <laughs> yeah, the kobolds are just quickly reaching for anything that's not nailed down is like clubs and shit and they're like ready to brawl for you uh and they you're like no no uh quickly you have to go down um i, I like to imagine that we just like use the uh the guard drakes to like herd the kobolds like sheepdog. yeah sheepdog herding to get them down under yep okay so you see the uh, purity of our lady, or of the lady, now uh, reach boarding distance with you, and they carefully take out their plank, it's, uh, one plank, and uh, they begin the boarding process. Uh, and you see a regal-looking man. He is wearing a traditional naval coat in silver color with sort of gold and blue accents. And he has a big uh, you know, naval tricone. Joel does come down to greet him. Yes, he, um, as you approach, uh, you see that there are a handful of sort of nameless weenie boy soldiers, uh, you know, coming up behind him. Uh, probably like, you know, his entourage to make sure that he's safe. Um, uh, Mihail will be following jewel as well as part of the paperwork handed over was his so it would be under okay. his name okay so um this uh gentleman upon closer inspection has sort of a, a well-kept pointed goatee beard uh and sort of a warm tan skin with dark brown sort of brooding eyes he has sort of the straight, tight-laced posture that comes with being an older soldier. His hands are sort of folded behind his back. Um, and he looks at you, Jewel, as you are the one who approach him. Uh, he has a straight face. He is rather surprised. He, like, you can tell that he's not used to sort of your entourage. Um <laughs> But and he is holding plus, his own. we're looking stylish. I mean, we got green <laughs> dragon scale armor. Like, yeah, this is a big, beautiful ship, and it looks very new. And we're, we're looking fancy, but we're also like the monster mash here. Absolutely, <laughs> you are quite the sight to behold. Uh, and you see the little weenie boys behind him are all like, "Oh wow, look at these cool! Look, oh boy, man, they're gonna kill us!" 
you know, but you see that I don't think I've seen those. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah, and you've seen, but uh, Gerino uh, is his name. Uh, He says, um, I presume that you are the captain of this ship? I am Jewel of the Mountain. It's a pleasure to meet you. I am Senor Jacobi, or rather, I am uh, Brigande General Dreno Jacobi. And uh, I would say that if some of you would like to make history checks, I would love would to make like to. Check. Okay. I actually have intelligence this time around. I could throw history checks like crazy. I'll pop one just because I might not know by name, but I'm in the region, so. Okay. Yeah, Jewel wouldn't have any reason to really know that, so I, I won't roll for her. <laughs> hey, you're pretty good. Let me just write his name. Thank you. In chat. Yeah, I definitely added the word yeah. Drano in my notes. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> All right, let's see those rolls, baby. Um, sorry, I have. It was twenty-three and twenty-two. Oh wow! All right, twenty-three and twenty-two. Uh, Mahal, you are familiar with him. Geth, you are familiar with him too. Um, Mah- uh, uh, Brigadala Generale. Jacobe is the sort of head honcho of one of the branches, like one of the primary. Okay, so I'm going to get into the nitty gritty here, okay? Ready for this. All right. The Militarum of the Galician uh, theocracy has many different branches, one of which is the Militarum, which is comprised of three corps, the Mountain Corp, the Crab River Corp, and the Eastern Sea Corp. Each corp is separated into three divisions, the Northern Division, the Midland Division, and the Southern Division. These are separated further into the six brigades. First brigade all the way to sixth brigade. The ranks below are stratified further, and there will always be four battalions in a brigade. First battalion all the way to sixth battalion. However, the number may increase during times of necessity. If the number increases to more than eight, then a new brigade is created out of the four newest battalions. Okay. Okay. So. You know that Hakobe is one of the commanders of the brigades. Specifically, he is the commander of six, or excuse me, of fourth brigade. Okay. And fourth brigade is normally stationed in Fuerte Havana. Uh, he is kind of a big deal. He is a 
seasoned war veteran of both the border skirmishes and uh, the the Black Tide Wars that happened uh, between Galicia and the Shimmering Isles and Parate. Yeah, so I've definitely heard his name multiple times in my border runs with all the supplies. Absolutely. Then. You have seen his ship firsthand as yeah. you were uh, sort of you were providing aid around like Baracoa, uh, you know, and Ancon during the sh during the border skirmishes. And so you have seen his ship. You haven't seen this is the first time you've seen him up close, but yeah. you've heard of him and you've heard of his ship and you've heard of his fleet. So now you all know that um, 4th Battalion is here. Uh, Captain, uh, this is, I'm directing to Jewel here. Uh, Captain, I've, I've heard of, uh, Brig, I can't say the whole name, but I say his name, uh, <laughs> uh multiple times. Uh, they are normally from, you know, I basically describe what you just said to Jewel, uh, but, but lighter, uh, very quick and just say, sure. Uh, we definitely want to uh, greet him well here, right? <laughs> We're happy to cooperate in whatever way they need. We're here on a diplomatic mission anyways, and, well, we're here to help, so... Is there anything you need from us, General? Well, uh, I don't know if you are aware of the situation going on in Santiago. Judging by the paperwork that I have received, uh, a Senor Mahal. Um, oh, yes, that is I. He looks at you rather perplexed. He looks up at you. <laughs> <laughs> As you are sort of this lean, wiry... Uh, damp Minotaur man. Damp Minotaur man. Um, and he says, um, so... I know that you are aware that Santiago is in the middle of a quarantine and you seem to be providing humanitarian aid in their cargo. Um, that being said, um, hmm, you come with a rather large ship and as you see, there is no more place at the docks for you. Um, you uh, will have to beach it. Uh, I think, Captain, we can take care of that, right, Jewel? Not a problem. Um, now, given the state of you have just come from the Shimmering Isles, judging by your trajectory, and given the state of uh, wartime, we do request uh, that we have a look around the ship. To make sure that you're not smuggling any anything you shouldn't be smuggling, that you also are not harboring any fugitives of war or sailors of yes. Parati. You are uh, welcome to come downstairs, though we do have to warn you, our crew is 
Well, a bit unorthodox. As uh, you can tell, we are not, uh, well, most of us are not human. I see so. that. You yep. are a mercenary group, uh, judging by, and your paperwork says that you are the Dreadful Thorns. Now, I must admit, I have heard of you, um, both from what has been told uh, what has been told to me from uh, Horaken, as well as um, Callie Pippet. Hold on, let me just double check the city. It was Callie Pippet, right? No, yeah, that sounds it was. familiar, but I don't think it was. Let me double check. Are you talking um, about uh, for for? Um... The blockade? Or are you talking about for the for blockade? The... Yes. Let yeah. So that was I've got a location. letter from here. It was Lagoot. It was not Kelly Pippet. Yes, I've got me. a letter. It from was Lagoot. Um, the stories mentioned a rather eclectic group of mercenaries, but I admit I did not expect it to be so. True. You're he not looks... wrong about that. Uh, Jewel, why don't we actually just... Uh, why don't we get most of the crew on deck? That'll be easier, uh, you know, than the confined spaces and smell a bit better as us sailors are want to be. Uh, I'll just that need a... works. Will you uh, go speak with them? Yeah, I'll just... I'll get them above deck, uh, Captain. Just a moment here, please. And then uh, you're welcome to search the rest of the ship, too. I'll just... It'll take a second to round them out, so clear the uh, clear the stairway there. Very well. Uh, you see him gesture behind him to some of his entourage, uh, and they sort of scurry back to the ship. Uh, and eventually they do come uh, with what looks to be sort of like a, a quartermaster, sort of with a ledger and sort of keeping track of everything. Um. I'll uh, go below deck and uh, uh, carefully with help from Mihail, who also speaks Draconic, because uh, I think none of the kobolds speak Draconic. I mean, speak common right they yeah, just no, no, no. They only <laughs> speak <Yeah>. <laughs> so it was mostly i'm actually now quite relieved that mihail uh, speaks draconic <laughs> and i'm like oh my god i don't have to do all the translating anymore i know that uh, there was some work on basic commands within our group before but like now actually mihail can take a majority of that uh, help as well still uh, obsessed with the word mm -hmm. six thick thick <laughs> Uh, so I'm actually going to have Mihail and I and, uh, and, uh, Oma go below deck to round everyone up while the captain yeah. stays up top. And as I get below deck, I say, uh, they said fugitives. I don't think they'll be identified, but we should be very careful about, uh, about Osmar and Man uh, Osmar and what did I know her name as? What is it? Mansa? Yeah. Mansa. Um, I don't think she's told me her real name still. Uh, <laughs> I, I would hope that within the time frame they have. Oh, okay. Then in that case, uh, Yuria, uh, I don't know if there's any identifiers for them, but we might need to um, hide them away. So Are they you know some matter that... of refugee? Or... In a manner of speaking. <laughs> and you were saying there, Pedro. 
uh, they are not wearing their colors. They have just they are they just look like so- sailors at this point. Okay, so there's not so from a from a narrative perspective, there's nothing we know of that would identify them. Okay, correct. As long as as long as you tell them to like, hey, don't sport your uniform, please, for the next hour. <laughs> okay, then yeah, uh, that's less concerning than I thought. So, uh, I'll get everyone's help rounding them up and right. uh, getting them above deck. Uh, we kind of put all of the the like one railing has like a little L piece and we kind of just shove all the kobolds into like the corner so they're up against the two railings and can't like you know wander off too far um, yeah, we've got the, like... uh, the guard drakes like you know hemming them in and you, yeah. if any one of them tries to leave the guard drake will like herd it back <laughs> I-, I like to imagine like we've built an actual pen it's called pen kobolds when they're misbehaving <laughs> <laughs> They'll eventually behave, maybe. We'll see. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> no uh, guarantee. So we're slowly working on it. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, we, we get them all up there, and uh, I explain that to Mansa and... Uh, not Mansa, sorry. I'm no, so used to her being that. Osmaro. Yep. And Osmar. Yep. So, uh, as your crew is inspected and your boat cargo is cataloged, we will go ahead and take a bit of a break. Sounds okay. good. Ten minutes. How yep. long is everybody else still good to play for? Still good forevermore at this point. Yeah, so How good, good are we? Are we all yeah, good to play for like another for hour? Another hour or so, yeah. Hour. Okay, least, sounds yeah. good. Talk to you in okay. about 10. Alright.
Ah is back. Oh, hello. Hello. So, yeah, I didn't realize. So I'm juggling at this point uh, for attunement. I'm juggling four items. Um, so right now, like, I don't have my more combat-oriented shard attuned. So the stone of good... I've got the stone of good luck, my teleport shard, and um, my weapon that is the Bloodwell Vial. So... And I was just going to sort of bounce between the good luck and the... Um, and the... Uh, the cursing stone, essentially. Um, so having the spell storing full uh, with whatever we want is good for, like, downtime purposes. But uh, for combat purposes, yeah, not too sure right now who might be able to use it. I think everyone's maxed out, sounds like. I will say a lot of my items are utility except for my Moonsickle. Mm-hmm. Um, is that a tune though? Moonsickle is attuned. Oh, like I like I didn't know Moonsickle wasn't a tune mint item. Is what I'm getting at. Yeah, I know. I, I uh. thought it was. Hold on, let me double check. Because it's isn't it just like a normal? It's not moon touched. It's moon something. It's Moonsickle, and yes, it is. R rare requires attunement by a druid or ranger. Got it. Okay, that's different than the moon touched, which is what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Moon Touch just makes it glow a little bit. And magic damage or whatever. Mm. Overcome certain things hurts hurts. I mean most shapeshifters. Yeah. Oh right, I forgot about the shapeshifter thing. Mm-hmm. Mr. Shapeshifter. Yes, yes. Um, let me think here. Yeah. So I mean it's good. Maybe I I don't know. Maybe I will juggle it. Maybe I'll take off the good luck stone for now. It's just anyone else that can use it would get good use out of it too, is all. But I don't think anyone can. I want to keep the the uh, layout I have, at least until I can show it off before I start switching. Oh, of out. course. No, totally, totally. I wouldn't I wouldn't change it out either. Um, Most of my items are actually not attunement. <laughs> I grabbed oh, nice. a lot of uh, uncommon non-attunement items. Perfect. Well, I'll be looking forward to seeing them. And, uh... Yeah, I just... I don't know what spells I could put in it. Because I don't know... There wouldn't be any left over from Rosebud in this ring, would there? Other, we said that we'd use it for the dragon. Um, yeah, I don't think there'd be much left over in that regard. Okay. Then let me look at what I've got. Oh, boy, oh boy. What's going on? Who dropped? Where's Deanne? I don't know. She just dropped, she dropped though. Might have just been an accident. Mm. Lee, I'm going to look at your spells. I don't know if there's any that I want to steal from you. Can they do yeah. cantrips in them? Uh, no. Okay, specifically level bells. Leveled. Oh, here we go. That would be a good one to have in there. Healing word, always good. Invisibility. Oh yeah, these are some good stuff. Oh my god. 
There we go. I love the crew you provided us, Pedro. Yes. They are wonderful. Good. Yeah, I was... Um, <clears throat> originally, I had made this the Siren Spite to be the ship that you guys, in case you, like, were like, hey, let's go buy, like, let's go, like, buy ship services so we can go from Santiago to wherever we need to go next mm -hmm. uh, for your first campaign. These guys were going to be your crew for your first campaign. Mm. Oh. Then y'all just beefed it. So we did do that, didn't we? Mm -hmm. We were we were beef jerky to be incorrect. Soggy beef jerky. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> it's such a good song. It is. Yeah. I gotta say, say what you want about Dark Tide as a game. It's got a killer soundtrack. <laughs> yep, yep. I gotta, I gotta get used to the, the fact that I can chat more with Mihail. Yep. Because I always have to be so quiet with Rosebud. Talking like is good. <laughs> no. I mean, it's, it's even fun with shit charisma, though. Like, go for it, bro. Yeah. Uh, are you back, Leah? Yep. Is everyone so... back? Yep. Okay. Oh, perfect. You're very far away. I can't hear you. Uh, I am far away. Yes, Yeah. <laughs> It's been really hard to hear you this session. Yeah, I have yet 200% volume. I, I'm i sorry. I don't have it close to my mouth because I, I keep coughing. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. It's okay. Well, whatever you just did is even already better. I don't know if you just yeah. adjusted it slightly. I did. I, I put it more towards my face. I just don't want to breathe in guys' ears. <laughs> I appreciate the consideration. <laughs> Some people pay for that. I know. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> All back All right. from break. Nope. Let me finish my rice real quick. Sounds good. I've got a point of order. So um, I'm just sort of, I was talking to Josh about this. So I'm already juggling attunement slots. I'm juggling four right now. So while I can hold on to the Ring of Spell storing, if there's, and obviously Jewel won't take it, I guess. Uh, is there any reason for Oma to hold on to it, potentially? Or should I just continue doing the juggle? The um, only thing I can see is is 
maybe putting some spells in there for healing. Yeah. I'd I mean, still vote that we uh, we load it with shields and give it to Tulip. That would work too. We yeah. must protect Tulip. Must protect the child. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I would, I would use it. I'm, I'm okay with doing a little juggling. Um, so if we want to just temporarily put it with, uh, with Tulip, that's all good too. Um, it was more just if anyone could like really use it, that'd be good. But I noticed I have your sheet open here, Jewel. You've got stuff like enhance ability, invisibility, silvery bards, healing word. All of those would be really good to have um, mm -hmm. another caster of. Yeah. No. Anyway. Yeah. Well, for now, uh, I will unequip and say, lore-wise, it's full of shield and on tulip. I mean, I I'm happy to give you spells if you wanted to use it, but just offhand, I was like, eh, I don't think I'd use it. Okay. Well, then I will look into it. I mean, if need be, and you wanted to shove something in it, you could. we could essentially just set a I could throw a mass cure wounds in there, and it could be a get-out-of-jail-free card if we all go yeah. down. We need attunement, though, right? It takes That's a mm -hmm. short rest to attune, so it. I, I would only use it... Um, Wait, this campaign, like... we can't do quick attune, can we? Correct. No. Okay, that's right. Uh, so... Yeah, my combat orientation is all focused around the shard, so it could be a uh, out-of-combat ring, um, potentially, which would be stuff, like I said, for, you know... Enhanceability, invisibility, all that stuff. But for person, that kind of stuff. Exactly. But for now, I'm just going to say full of shield <laughs> and on tulip. And you know what? Not even, not even full of shield has one sanctuary and otherwise full of shield and on tulip. So <laughs> they all cast sanctuary on themselves. And then go from there. <laughs> Tulip's like, sometimes I dream of him. But <laughs> actually, I'm if Tulip, to forget his face, if Tulip oh disappears, does, do they join Miria too? Hmm. Maybe That's we're true. holding them back. Anyway. Okay. Thank you. I'm coming, Father. <laughs> Just wait for me. <laughs> All right. So, you guys essentially get the all clear uh, uh, as one of the quartermasters uh, comes up and to Hakobe and says, "Like, for such a nice ship, they sure have a rat problem. Do you want us <laughs> to take care of it?" And you see. Uh, and Jill gives like a little whistle, and the rats literally come and like line up together. <laughs> oh. oh, Dios mío! That's a pretty neat <laughs> trick, isn't it, guys? You they see are... that all uh, of I the sailors are very excited about this. They're like, this is the wildest shit they've ever been on. <laughs> they're used to just, like, beating up other humans, so they're, like, thoroughly enjoying this circus that came into town. Um, Mihail would like to approach... Uh, Jacobe. Mm -hmm. Uh, Brigada General, what is the current situation within the city? 
Has things worsened? Yes, unfortunately, um, there seems to be um, more sick by the day, and it's gotten to the point where we've quarantined the entire city now. Uh, We've locked the gates, and we have taken over uh, guard duty from the Iron Tower that guards that uh, that guards uh, th- we've we've taken over from the Naval Council and we've taken over from the, the City Guard uh, because there's not enough of them. Um, truth be told, we don't into, we, we don't come into too much contact with people within the city anymore. We only use the docks and we man the gates. I have orders to sail into the Shimmering Isles soon, towards the southern islands. Um, and he sort of looks at you with a serious expression, holds his breath a bit, and he says, and if the city does not experience some modicum of recovery, I am to set fire to it before I leave. I see. Was this a side, or did we hear that? No, he said it. Plain as day. I, I, I didn't, like, sneak the, cap, the general over to the side. No, I was I say that asking him in front of everyone. That the whole... All of... All of San Diego? The whole city? I'm kind of dumbstruck here because I've been in and out of this a lot. I stress the severity of the situation. This is an abnormal disease we're dealing with. Very virulent. And it does not kill easily. Quite the opposite. It is a Horrible end. I would not wish on anyone. We cannot allow it to spread any further. I understand. It's just... Well... Ah, there's not much more to say then. No, I suppose there's not. So we have been cleared at this point, correct? Yes, you have been given leave by the Golden Wizards. Give them my regards. I pray that the aid that you give them now does not go wasted. Uh, Mihail will turn to Jewel and perhaps we could leave the beaching of this vessel to our new I not quite sure what rank we're giving them, but the, our capable individuals we have recently met. And ah. I could get us into the city rather quickly. So we can get a head start on this before any... Joe kind of like hums and haws because, I don't know, have we explained the Earthglide thing to our new... Uh, no, they're brand new to it. They're like, oh, yeah, well, it's, it's going to be No, no, I, I think I should do it myself. 
We we like, more we like might have tried it on the Isle of Giants a couple times before we left. Mm -hmm. We like cut. We like we started with like just a sandbar, and we're just like, huh, just goes through it. And then like we go to like the little tip of a peninsula and just like goes through it. And we're like, okay, okay. Then People we drove it the up it. onto the land just because. <laughs> and I think we described it as like not actually disturbing the earth, right? No, the, the Earth just somehow seems to, like, split in front of it and then come back together behind it. Yeah. We don't really know how it works, we just know that it does. Fire giant magic. Yeah. No! A wizard did it! <laughs> A wizard did it. Well, alright. Does that mean the trees would, like, shake one way and the other if it, if it actually, the Earth actually splits in front of it? It's, like, just sort of, like shifts them out of the way and then back again yes <laughs> yeah i kind of picture like the ocean right sort of the yeah. water splitting and then coming back that makes sense yeah give my regards to the golden wizards and if you see the daughters of betatoon know that um they are in my prayers and actually here and he hands a note to you mahal and he says, if you see the daughters of Betatoon, please give them this. Um, of course. Receive letter for daughters of Betatoon. I'm sorry, what? I was just writing in my inventory. Receive letter for daughters of Betatoon. Mm-hmm. And if you see that bastard Ignacio, uh... From the Naval Council. Tell him he can stick it up his ass. I will keep that in mind. Any particular concerns we should have about this Ignacio? Well, he's as fiery as a phoenix and as sour as a grapefruit. Truth be told, the less time you spend with him, the better. Well. Well, all the more reason for us at this time to head into the city. I will do my best to deliver the letter and avoid this Ignacio. And he'll turn back to the dreadful thorns proper. So we do have a lodge. I'm not sure where it is, or sorry, whether it is within the quarantine zone as of now where my organization worked out of. And there is one small detail I have to do for a, a friend. But other than that, basically I have to swing by the, an inn in the dwarf, in the, in, I have to pick up an item. That's vague, okay. It shouldn't be a concern, and it's... I don't believe I'm on any real strict schedule with it. After all, what's going on elsewhere seems far more urgent. Well, um, has the captain left, or are we just still talking amongst the captain here? Uh, I would say at this point the captain has left, and the boarding plank has receded. 
Well, uh... I haven't been to Santiago in over a year, at least since I've been with us as the Dreadful Thorns, so I'm sure lots have changed, plague, plague aside. Um, that makes sense, uh, Mihail. Uh, Oma, you said you have some other experience here. Assuming the plague is the same, these worm creatures that find refuse... Uh, we should be able to avoid it if we, well, keep our distance, no? I think you are right, as long as we be wary that there are those who would wear the mask of someone and be infected. Um, Pedro... Senor. Where would be where would on the map that you have made such a pretty map for us? Uh where would the lodge be? And in actually I think I might have an answer for that one. Let's see. Was the location in Dockside or West End? I feel like it was in one of those two. The location that we were talking about? Yeah, you and earlier. Me. Um that is going to be in River Point. Riverpoint, okay. Mm-hmm. So, the one and location... Then, um, and then I would say the lodge is going to be in Shadowspire. Because you're going to be close to the library. Okay. And that's where okay. the library is. Shadowspire and... Alright. So, um... Please proceed and to tell me how the heck you guys uh, <laughs> um, beach this ship. Or appear very, to beach it at Very least. carefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is a busy beach, so you... Um, <clears throat> it looks like we're overly cautious because we have a brand new boat. Whereas, <laughs> like, so th- that's what we're trying to portray, is that, like, we don't want to damage our boat while beaching it, versus uh, the actuality of, okay, we need to beach it without making it obvious that there's weird magic involved oh, here. Oh, I have a great idea, Captain. Um, I hoist myself down on a rope, uh, like I tie, tie a harness around myself and hoist myself down, and begin at the sand line and the water line, uh, making gestures and casting Mold Earth, which is a fairly common spell. So I oh. essentially pretend to dig out a trench as we're going forward. Maybe uh, a performance, because I have that spell. I know what it can do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, isn't that like a five foot? Yeah, it's five foot. It's five yeah. foot. <laughs> I, I know we exactly only, it's the narrowest part of the hull down at, yeah. the, you know, at the base. So, I mean, I'm doing a combination of shape water and mold earth to essentially, you know, make it look like. And you have the spell, Mihail? Would I know that? And that's uh, five feet no, every I, six seconds. So if he just takes like a minute or two, you can already dig out quite a bit. Dig out a pretty good mm-hmm. trench. Yeah, so if you, I don't All know right. that you have what it, I'm going... I going to figure out this, that he is... Oh, yeah, because... Well, you might have been there for our testing of the ship, though. You would know this. I probably oh, yeah. was spending a fair bit of time actually oh, exploring on the, island? the island proper. All right. Because 
It's a uh, very unique island. You're right. You might not know the boat does this, and we forgot to mention. Okay. But, yeah, and we may not have noticed that he was off adventuring when we took her out. For so <laughs> yeah. we we maybe even think that he already knows. Like, we just oh, forgot that he shit. wasn't there. <laughs> this looks real, real, guys. Deathmate <laughs> will get me all the time, but he clearly knows what he's doing with magic. <laughs> he's a very talented sorcerer. Yeah. Can you, so... can you insight that? I don't know. Are you even capable? I'm not capable. <laughs> I am not capable of figuring that one out. That was beautiful. Um, yeah, this is so... Why don't you go ahead and just describe how you do this? Yeah, so we... Um, so there's... I'm going to say that we had some harnesses, some like just general harnesses made up to like swab the side of the deck and stuff. So I basically am like a window... Uh, washer style going off the front with a pulley uh -huh. and uh -huh. I'm hanging there mission impossible style with my feet on the <laughs> on the bow of the deck and you just see me casting over and over again uh, and making a motion of it to appear like I'm doing what it is that we're doing which is gliding up the earth and I'm essentially making a bit of a, like a sand trench ahead of us but then the ship's doing most of the work Mm -hmm. But it looks like I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> this is all right. Yeah. So, um, to everybody, the ship comes to rest, and the jewel's like looking over the front. Like, okay, <laughs> she gives him like <laughs> subtle thumbs up and helps like haul him back up on deck. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, um, your ship is so impressive that it absolutely draws a crowd. Uh, there are a lot of people on this beach. And go ahead and make a perception check for me. Uh, myself? Okay. Someone. Perception. And Jewel too? Yeah, how, anyone how many who wants people? to make one. Anyone who wants to make one can make one. <clears throat> okay, no, Jules. Jewel, you're so boat. concerned <laughs> with the ship that, like, everything else is just zoned out. <laughs> I'm just enraptured um, by uh, Geth's performance. I won't even make yeah. a roll. So, Oma and Geth, you notice, uh, <laughs> uh, I would say you are very familiar with the scene that is being played out. These look like war refugees. There are people with all of their belongings in tents or on their backs or in small carts being pulled by hungry-looking donkeys and horses. The people are gaunt and sunburnt and haggard, um, and they are huddled in, like, makeshift centers around big campfires where there's like empty pallets of what looks like aid or supplies has been passed around but is now no longer there these people are struggling and in the midst of their banner uh, in the midst of their numbers you see a multitude of banners Standards of a single holy order, an upright sword above a hilly road. The order 
of the Traveling Sword. Those of you who are familiar with holy orders within Galicia know that these are sworn protectors of pilgrim travelers. Anyone who walks the El Camino, anyone who walks civilized roads, they can procure the services of the Order of the Traveling Sword to be safe. And at a glance, these massive paladins are keeping order. They are patrolling, making sure that nobody's stealing, breaking up fights. And as you walk towards the city gate, you notice that the Order of the Traveling Sword are actually in an argument with the Navy propped up along the wall. The tension is palpable, and there are shouts not only from the Traveling Sword Paladins but the, and the Navy, but the surrounding people. They scream about how they're refugees, about how the Navy needs to keep them safe, about how there is a dragon ravaging the countryside destroying city after city, and they need protection. The Navy is insistent that Santiago is not safe, but they don't care. They would rather take their chances with the plague than with this strange undead dragon that seems to be haunting Alicia. The Navy is holding their ground, but even in such numbers, they are vastly outmanned. They have a tight grip on the porticulus, and their weapons are drawn. Their spears are pointed towards the crowd. As the volume rises, part of you wonders just how precarious of a position you found yourself in. What do you do? Uh, Oma, there's a lot going on here. Should we help? Well, I mean, I, I'm... To, uh, pass out some of our things that we have brought. I don't know I if think, that'll... I think our current situation is a lot more dire than standing here asking. Did, are any of you particularly good with the general individuals that may find themselves in this situation? I've... Good at speaking, perhaps? Was it... Sorry, Pedro. Was it the traveling sword or was it the navy and the refugees that were arguing? There's the traveling sword, so the refugees, and the navy. All three of them are arguing. Okay. Uh, the holy order of the traveling sword seems to be taking up the cause of these travelers. And Got the two it. and the two groups are trying to convince the navy to let them inside the city walls. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So, but the city walls are they're they're uh, blockaded. Blockaded because they're yeah. They're I mean, blocked. everything's shut. They're not letting anyone in and out of the city unless you have express permission. Uh, 
yeah, at this point I'll look over at Mihail and say, well, I suppose you're right. Let's just see what we can butt ourselves into. <sighs> okay. We can defuse the situation in any way. That would be for our benefit and theirs. Uh, hail travelers, I call out to the uh, people that I would also probably be fairly familiar with. The uh, Maybe not the individuals, but the traveling Yeah, but you sword. are familiar. You have probably taken yeah. up with a group or two of these order of traveling swords protectors. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'll, I'll specifically be addressing them. So who is this uh, guidance cast on? I'm assuming I'm Geth. Geth. Okay. Uh, I see there's a, a lot of tension here, but uh, please may I have a word. As you can see, we have some... Uh, uh, We've just arrived with some aid for many people, both inside and outside the city. What what seems to be happening? You're you're trying to enter the city. It's it's full of plague. So as you mentioned aid, the word repeats itself in Galician, in common. Aidar, Aidar, aid. Did he say he have? They have aid. They have food. You think? Oh, I, I need new clothing. I need I need stitching for my clothing. And you see they sort of continue to sort of bubble up uh, with that. And you notice that there's a bit of a swell um, people, uh, of people, who sort of crowd in around you excitedly. Both kind of nervous that none of you are human. Um, and all of you are outsiders. But you come offering aid. Yes, uh... Can I speak with any of the uh, individuals from the Traveling Sword? I've I've been with your order in the past. I I'm a merchant uh, and have a lot of experience uh, with the fronts. It looks like there's quite a few here. What what were you guys saying? There's some trouble in Galicia proper, not just this plague. I'm basically trying to impart that we have aid and ask them what they think they're doing, essentially. So. You see. A. Tall. Sort of burly. Figure. Step out among the crowd of paladins. They're wearing full plate armor. They seem to have a warhammer uh, on their back and a sword on their hip. And uh, this person takes off their helmet. And it is a sort of rugged female with a cropping of bright orange hair with dotted freckles along a scrunched and tiny nose. And you see that her strong sort of jutted chin uh, is covered in sort of scars from war or some fighting. And uh, she looks at you both 
or looks at you all and she says, um, I am Posita Casimiro. I am in charge of this retinue of holy knights. You say that you have aid for these beleaguered travelers? We we do. We came uh, not just for the travelers, but for those quarantined in the town. It, it sounds like you and the uh, military are at odds, but uh, just take a moment here and we can maybe help pass and distribute some goods. We won't be able to do it just ourselves. Uh, there's many uh, items from the Shimmering Isles. Uh, I heard someone say both food and clothing. That is some of them among us. It's uh, many sponsored goods for those uh, who need them. And I presume that you will be offering these at reasonable prices? Considerably below reasonable, I would say. Mm. She looks at you, sort of sizing you up and down. Very well. Come. Swords. Let us make way to this ship and distribute the aid. Uh, and, and then uh, as sorry. we're sort of stepping away, uh, getting them to follow us, I'll ask them to um, basically pull any sort of like pack animal or wagon that might be possible and get a bit of like a supply chain going to get it further up the beach from the ship. I don't want it to be like a camp set up right sure. here. Yeah. Very well. Do not worry. We have been at this for many days now, and we have set up points to distribute aid, and we have made a bit of a supply line ourselves. That's quite gracious of you. I'm glad that we could connect uh, Prozito Casmero, if I recall. I, I will <laughs> drop uh, the name here in chat for you guys. You say you come from the Shimmering Isles. We do, we do. There's uh, there's a lot of tension all over the place, but we managed to secure some goods. Um, we actually have hope of assisting with the quarantine uh, dislodging of it, our, our band. But uh, it sounds like if you and your group of travelers were to go in the city, it would possibly put them in more harm than good but what is this about some dragon oh, no. i overheard our place is not in the city we do not take up camp in any sort of civilized portion of galicia we are on the road uh and yes it is as you had mentioned there is a dragon a great beast burning the countryside for many weeks now they have flown from place to place, screeching in some foul tongue that I cannot understand. It is great boned wings and dripping ornaments of greenery. It is almost as if the forest itself has come to take revenge on those that have torn it asunder in the name of progress and safe travel. 
uh, the well. more time we spend here, I'm afraid the more pilgrims are in danger of meeting their end on the road. I, I see, and you were trying to get much of this group. Have you been working with... Have you been working with the Daughters of Betadune as well, or...? Working? We cannot even get into the city. And the Daughters of Betadune cannot reach us. The Navy, damn them, refuse to let anyone in. They say that there's a plague, but... Uh, who cares of a plague when your face is melting with fire and acid? Uh. And your entire town is in shambles. These walls will protect these pilgrims far better than these makeshift shanty towns outside. I'm afraid uh, you may uh, be underestimating this plague. It's not a standard plague. It's just like trying to figure out like how do we describe the fact that this is plague? Well, how about the... this? Uh, go on, Mahal. Yep. <laughs> the situation is dire, and to put it frankly, the deaths that the infected endure are significantly worse than melting to death in acid. They cannot um, be cured by conventional means. They are influenced from external forces. Why don't we take up discussion in the ship? Um, let's start by getting some of the goods, uh, and I'll start going through a bit of a tally here to see what we can distribute here versus in the city. I also uh, I make motions to the uh, the sewing circle of cobalts <laughs> that make that make the. Uh, That's true. You taught them all. Yeah, uh, how to how to make sweaters? So they've made sweaters. <laughs> it's always because like they the can't stop. Rats. <laughs> true. They, they might be a little catchy, but they still are there. <laughs> it's better than what some of these people have right now, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, you see that your aid is quickly um unloaded and transported to set places within the refugee camps. Yes, um, so I kind of marked. Go on. I was going to say, things get dicey, and you could see that the Order of the Traveling Sword, they have to be stern, uh, as they are. there's a lot less, there's a lot more desperate refugees than there are paladins, um, so they have to be stern, and they have to push a few people around to make sure that everyone gets a fair shake at this. Um, if this is happening anywhere close to the boat, Jewel has one of the guard drakes roar. Just to yeah. give, like, everybody just, like, freezes for a second and stares, like... No, I would yeah, think that absolutely. that might have started near the boat, and then as the paladins, more of them join, they push the general crowd further back to a supply line, like, no, no, you can't get it here, you gotta yeah, go to this yet. tent. Uh -huh. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, like, they definitely, like, roared, and, like, the giant sort of, like, peered over the ship, and suddenly anyone who thought, maybe if we rush the ship and we can just take what we can get, thought oh. otherwise at that moment. <laughs> yeah, good choice to second-guess that. 
Um, yeah, things are tense, but things do proceed in a manner that avoids bloodshed. And for simplicity, I'll say um, whatever sponsored goods we got that we're going to, you know, send money back eventually to the, the merchants that uh, helped acquire them on the routes uh, sure. sort of just just evens up tally wise i make sure to math it out there we're collecting enough to just make like sure. the smidgen of profit but nothing more and it's a lot of bartering too a lot of yeah. people are like i brought this set of cutlery and these plates from my house like and they be traded for something yeah and you are willing hopefully Casimiro's Kasim yeah. like looking at you sternly as you are <laughs> like no no we'll we'll take a, a barter and she's like okay okay so these are actually like trustworthy oh. they aren't looking to like you know gouge people oh my god okay I've got a great idea I find a special two or three like crates or chests for like the stuff that I know I can't resell to make a profit and i'm right. gonna label them not for kabolds and it's the kabolds try to steal from this chest chest <laughs> beautiful you see that by by like the end of the day there's nothing in that chest yeah this is basically their payment they they're like we don't pay them but like we refill this every now and then with things that they like totally aren't allowed never ever <laughs> it's they're so um, excited about, you know, stealing from it that it's like, it, it makes them happy, so yeah. why not? <laughs> no, that's awesome. So, uh, Cruzita thanks you for your aid, and she says, uh, this aid will go a long way in assuaging these people's temperaments and a bomb uh, upon their wounds. However, I do not think you can persuade them that going within the city is a bad idea. Uh, I mean, some people are willing to take up the road again, but most they want to take their chances inside the city. Uh, I can understand that. I've seen that so many times buildings literally on fire and people trying to go take refuge in it um it's it's there's there's no better option in front of them so that's the one they go for but uh as of now i'm just hoping that we can um mihail here actually is a bit of a uh student of uh what's going on here and hopefully can help us get to the bottom and stem the the plague that's in the city but anyone that goes in or even has contact with anyone in there is potentially spreading it further inside of galicia and on top of this dragon which sounds like there's just the one of them the problem with this plague is it multiplies so quickly it will gut any town and then the dragon can just come and step on it regardless so anyways um this is very dire but we should we should get to it uh 
we're going to go try to make contact with the daughters of Betadune, it sounds like. Uh, we can pass any words along that uh, those outside can say, but it, it sounds like they won't be able to get in until this is dealt with anyway. Well, I pray that the demigoddess of peace and war is on your side, for she seems to have not been on ours lately, but best of luck to you. I have no words for my sisters on the other side, but just know that until these refugees find safe passage, we too will be here with them. So if you have need of us to distribute aid once more, you know where to find me. Understood. Thank you. Um, we'll be back and uh, we'll part ways. Um, I'd I'm like assuming to... that you told them who you were and stuff. Yes, and, yeah. yes. Yeah. Introductions were done. Yeah, okay. Uh, and I, in fact, going with the traditional Galician greeting, uh, totally pulled out my paperwork and ensured that they could inspect it if they desired. Um, <laughs> oh, they do. <laughs> they cross their T's and dot their I's, just like every other government organization in this in this country. Perfect, as we would have it. Um, I'd like to say I kind of just loosely, loosely wrote... Uh, we don't have to go too far into it, because our cargo is 100 tons before it starts giving us trouble so maybe we distribute like i said we had like 80 tons of general relief and aid cargo you so also still want like... cargo to get into the city right exactly so i was gonna so... say maybe we distributed like you know a quarter of that to okay. what's out here for now sure yeah that okay. makes sense i'll pop the numbers down cool uh, hey guys yep i'm gonna have to go Sounds My mother-in-law needs me some to help her with her patch. Okay. Understood. We'll um, wrap things up here so you can log off. Thanks for joining us, Deanne. Yeah. Um, you won't miss much. I'm probably going to wrap up in the next 20 minutes anyways. So. Okay. All right. No problem. Uh, sorry, guys. I'll talk to you guys later. That's Bye. totally Cheers, fine. Man. Bye. All right. <laughs> Let's get this show on the road. So. All right. Mahal. Take it away. Okay. Uh, we're going in then? Yes, I believe um, we've secured the boat. Uh, the kobolds are... Oh, wait one second. I've got to go refill the chest again. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, hold on. Can anyone Jules... fill the chest? <laughs> yeah. Jules, make Jules sure talking to, to the guard robot. drakes, and Jules basically giving the guard drakes, like, you know, the guard orders, so anybody who they don't recognize who approaches the, the boat gets driven if, off. If they come onto the boat, then they will attack. So uh, you like also... Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you also notice that uh, Cruzita uh, stations a group of OTS paladins, like in front of your boat to help with the sort of gatekeeping here. She herself does not stay. She continues in sort of the middle. She has like a camp in the middle of uh, of the refugee area, but there's like five or six paladins who are like, no joke. They're not weenie boys. Uh, they're willing to, to help protect the boat. Yeah, we just delivered 20 tons of freaking cargo and whatever yeah, to you guys, so... <laughs> yeah, they're more than willing, and also, like, they know that, like, okay, 
you guys are like ripe for the picking if you're not careful you need people to protect the ship okay. they know that um also i i was wondering where did we beach did we beach like on near brine bottom yeah you would have had to have beached near brine bottom okay you, but you're on the outside so you're like south of town you okay. still have to go into the city like you got to go into the walls even Brine Bottom is actually it within, you know, the wall. within the walls. Sorry, that's the wrong color. That's Rosebud's color. Ah, there you go. All right. All right. It is all right with you. I would like to swing by the location in River Point on the way to the lodge where we can sort of. At the Lodge, we can build a base of operations. I can reconnect with others of my organization and see how we can move forward. Understood. I'll have to search for anyone local that can help us ferry this into the city anyways. So let's hit that first and I'll check this Lodge. Uh, which one was it? I might even know it. Uh... It is the Lodge. Hold on. I got to pull up the thing. A lodge for the organization known as the Conservationists of Odd Wilderness and Ecological Rarities. No, I've never heard of it. Weird. Um... <laughs> We're not a very prolific organization, to be honest. Ah, uh, fair enough. Well, sort of a, just it... a lodge hidden in the shadow of some of the major towers. Ah, uh, if it's by, you know, Generic Tower B, I know that one, so we can go there. Yeah. Um, I... I do love generic tower B. <laughs> exactly. So we'll follow your lead on this one, Mihail, considering. Um, when you were last here, you said there was a uh, quarantine area, so I'll stay behind yourself on Oma. Jewel, um, shall we be ready on our uh, weapons in case anyone approaches us? Jewel just like flexes her hands and her claws kind of shimmers. Yeah, let's let's be on our guard. We don't know what the status is going to be like, how desperate people are going to get. And uh, Lavender, again, you've got quite a tight ship in our stead, so uh, it sounds like he may be staying behind for now. I think that... Um... There's a lot of people who could use my help out here. Ah, yes, the refugees. That would make sense. Yes. I won't be distributing any more aid, but I do, as a cleric of the Moon Goddess, I I do feel a need to, to help these people. Well, we'll be not too far off if uh, you need us. Yes, of course. Um, plus, somebody needs to keep an eye on the ship. And he That's winks at Jewel. True. Well, we will follow Mihail. Alright. You guys head up to uh, the gate where I'll you show were. My papers. You'll show your papers. Yeah. Uh, you see one of the sort of nameless navymen uh, take the paper and were any of these guys there for the argument? Oh yeah, they all were. Uh, I'll just say, um, I'm glad I got here in time. 
uh, we got here in time, but uh, as you can see, uh, it looks like Mihail's paperwork's in order. I speak in Galician, by the way. Oh. Um, I don't know, are you a local Galician technically, Mihail? Would you I have might that language? Know the language, okay, but cool. mechanically, the languages I know that I have are. Um, Pedro gave it to me freely, by the way, like just because of my origin. Well, you freely. That's because he's he's from Galicia. If you're not from yeah. Galicia, I'm not then from I'm not going to give it to you. Gotcha. Yeah. Then you'll maybe it. know some jargon. Unless you've specifically picked it as one of your learned. I did not. Okay, then no. Yeah, you might know some jargon, but like how people who don't speak Spanish still know adios or hola, <laughs> you know. But all right. I recognize a couple of words being said. Gotcha. <laughs> Uh, you see that the person handling your paperwork just shakes their head and says, Your funeral. It's a shit show in there. If I were you, I'd get in and get the hell out. I... Yes, guess. I, I hear you. And what were you saying? Oh, just going to say that I'm quite aware of the situation. And that was two weeks ago, can I, so I can only imagine how much... Uh, more than two weeks ago. It's likely worse now. Mm. Yes. Much. And a little word of advice, Minotaur. And he specifically, they call you a Matador in Galician, which means bullfighter. That's what they call you. Um, little word of advice, Matador. Don't stay out after dark. I appreciate the advice, and I will hold fast to it. I mm. hope things go calmly on this end for you. Mm. I doubt it. Just watch. Open the gates! He shouts sort of behind him. And as he says that, and as the gate begin to open, you see the refugees start to get antsy, and they start to shout... Oh, why are they getting in? That's not fair. We've been waiting here for weeks. And you see, you know, the Navy are like, quiet, quiet. They can get in because they got permission. They're the only ones. None of you move. And they once more brandish their spears as the uh, swell of refugees quickly begin to approach and you see that the guardsman who is who's sort of looking at your paperwork sort of thrusts his paperwork just thrusts your paperwork back into your chest as hard as they can and it's like quickly go go through the I gate go. go 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 so you guys all uh rush through the gate yeah you hustle at the gate immediately like before you guys even are through the gate begins to like close again mahal you're you have to like duck so your horns don't get caught and you just hear shouting like, get back, get back, you savages, all of you. That's always a great way to defuse the situation, call them savages. <laughs> and I mean, it, there's lots of screaming, lots of shouting, yeah. lots of crying. Um, it's not good. Maybe, uh, uh, Mihail, we should have used the way you said before. It's better to know the situation completely. If... Mm. That's the situation outside. We need to be reaching a resolution as fast as possible. One way or another. 
the gate slams shut behind you. And you look all around you. And the streets are empty. Garbage and refuse is sort of piled up around the edges of the streets. Aside from the very large clamor behind you, there is not even a mouse mm. scurrying across the streets. Small point of, of small point of order that I just thought of till now. Both the bag of holding and colding are chocked full of stuff. Uh, no, those are all our sweets. Rosewood <laughs> saved those for you guys. <laughs> uh, I mean, like. The coconuts were offloaded, so he had a lot of room. I, I'm um, totally kidding. You can totally share them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Ju but... Jewel made sure that the bag of holding... We could probably fit, you know, a good 400 pounds of you know, miscellaneous food supplies. Uh, foods and, you know, general medication that's like generic fantasy penicillin. I don't know. <laughs> uh -huh. uh, pain be gone. X. Yeah, exactly. Um, so just just a point of order. I'm just stating it sure. so that when we find someone, we have a little bit on us. Sure. Well, a lot of bit actually. 500 pounds is a lot. That's like a freaking trailer worth. Anyway. So, you all enter into Santiago through West End, near the West End markets, uh, which is the Wallflower markets. Uh, all of you know that it should be. Covered in vines. However, all of the vines seem to have dried up and they are brittle and breaking and brown. Is that part of this too? I, I don't recall the beasts giving that sort of decay on plant matter. I'm unsure. You know, it's strange. Uh, it was kind of hard to see with all the refugees, but did any of you notice that the farmland wasn't exactly healthy either? I thought that perhaps it was just the refugees trampling over the farmland, but that's my impression of Oma, by the way, guys. I uh, got oh, it. Okay. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> but... Uh, They've been talking about this uh, uh, skeletal dragon. Perhaps if there's if they're giving off any kind of miasma, you think that that could be killing the the local greenery? Does that mean this dragon is close? I mean that they seemed rather scared of it outside the gates. They they thought that it was coming. So perhaps it's closer than we realize. I mean, people don't exactly look up, especially at night. Be flying over and nobody would even notice. What time of day is it, by the way? Um, I will say it's like approaching midday. <laughs> we got in oh. kind of early. Yeah, you got in early, but you took a long time to distribute the aid. So actually, I'd say it's probably past lunch. Yeah. You guys probably like had a late lunch and then went through to the city. For now, we should, as I said, we'll swing by and grab the items I have to do. And then head to the lodge. Some of my co-workers may have discovered something. 
in the time I was away, I hope. So he'll lead the way, and as, as he does, he'll sort of look over to Gath. Thank you for defusing the situation. Uh, I was at a loss in what to say, so I very much appreciate you taking the lead there. I, uh, I've seen this before. I had hoped to never see it again, but um, it is just the nature of it. My father and I regularly frequented uh, Warfront uh, on the north and in uh, and in the sand. Uh, what's the name of the sand place? Uh, just to the uh, south. The Tamim Sand Dunes. Yeah, the Tamim Sand Dunes. Um, it's actually where I met Lavender. Was close to there, but uh, many years ago. Anyways, there's not much you can do um, with people in such desperate moods the best we can do is offer them a distraction which was what the aid was there for both bolstering their sustenance and keeping them occupied what are your oh. passive perceptions by the way at my present or 16. okay 14. uh my passive perception is only a measly 14. And Oma's was pretty high. I compared to my 16. previous of 18. 16? Okay. Yeah. Alright, continue. Yep. Uh, but that is that is the best you can do um, until the the stem, the, the, the underlining reason for whatever they are doing is taken care of. Uh, it's hard to reason with someone who's quite starving. Yeah. Dire situations cause... Drastic changes in character. But hopefully we'll be able to find a solution soon. Well, we had some luck with um, Oma uh, when you were transformed. I I can only do that a little bit, but uh, it did work. Uh, anyways, let's keep moving. All right, we'll head towards All the right, river point. Yep. So you guys uh, make your way through West End, which is sort of like the middle class district. Um, and you don't hear anything except the sound of the nearby river, the flowing ocean, and the footsteps you leave behind. Occasionally, you'll see a window sort of prop left propped open, blow by the wind, you know, being blown by the wind, and you'll see some trash sort of flutter along the street in front of you. Eventually, you start to see the dead rats along the sewer's edge. The dead birds in the courtyards. No people, however. Oma looks around and she says, Strange, I feel like we are being watched, but I do not know from where. Um... Yeah. I I can't say for certain, but uh, we haven't met any of the guard or 
the sisters of Betadune. Uh... Um, Pedro, would I? Yeah. Was there a location where uh, the sisters were working on trying to help? Yes. So they have a temple, uh, sort of on it called Safe Haven. That is uh, sort of on the northern end of Brine Bottom, uh, close to Dockside. However, you know that they have temporarily moved all of their personnel into the quarantine zone's sort of original point. Uh, they were in. They moved into Ground Zero. Okay. So that. Uh, however. Yeah, and uh, all of Brine Bottom eventually became. By the time you were around, uh, Brine Bottom and Dockside were were quarantined. Um, okay, I understand. So, uh, so like you haven't seen you've seen the daughters when you go into the quarantine zone, but they're deep into the heart of Brine Bottom and Dockside, mostly Brine Bottom. Gotcha. Um, alright, so as you guys uh, head into Riverpoint, the scenery changes. It is less middle class houses and more factories. Large textile factories. Uh, along the river, you see shipyards and you see abandoned ships uh, in various states. Um, again, you don't see any people. Um, Very concerning. Yes, uh, very concerning until, and you see a lot of the decor begins to be more industrial, more Spartan, uh, and there are touches of dwarven elements. Uh, you know, all of you know, that Riverpoint has a large dwarven population uh, because they are expert uh, trades, expert craftsmen, artisans. And so you pass by dwarven shops dwarven factories and eventually you make your way towards an inn known as the exiled sons and it is not however as you left it well you wouldn't know this <laughs> it yeah. looks strange uh because all of the dwarven sort of patchwork decor is covered in nothing but greenery, vibrant, blossomed flowers, long, flowing vines. That is strange, but perhaps a good sign. Either way, best hurry this up, and he'll start going in. You go in. Do the rest of you go in as well? Uh, or do you wait outside? This is uh, this is the place he was trying to lead us, right? This was this was the uh, not the place he was getting the item, but the place that we were actually. No, this is the place where he's, where he's getting the item. Oh, okay. Um, well, uh, I guess um, just I, before I he goes in, some extra pairs of hands with this. Oh, there are as many as I thought. As many? Uh, okay, sure. Um, I'll go in. Yeah. Uh, come on, everyone. So I guess we kind of 
following closely behind. Right. You guys all go into uh, the Exiled Suns, and it is quiet and dusty. It is unattended. You see Mahal head upstairs towards the rooms. And you notice that the greenery that was outside, it started to penetrate its way inside. It is through sort of open windows and it's down the chimney as you pass through the common room and you notice that it is underneath the tables. There's a sort of growing moss. This is has... strange, Oma. Yes, I, I do not like it. Why is there something of such nature in in a place of such industry? Mm. It's hard to say. Mihail, do you need a hand up there, you said? Uh, yes, I can't quite remember which room it was supposed to be in. What is it? Okay, uh, I guess you start going up the stairs. So, Mahal leads you um, from sort of empty room to empty room until you find a door that is covered in greenery from head to toe. I assume it's the place then. And I'll try to open the door. The door struggles a little bit. I need you to make a strength check. Oh no. You uh, sort of rush into the door with your elbow or with your shoulder, and it just doesn't budge. Don't you have a Anyone charge else? attack uh -huh. mechanically? <laughs> Can you just charge the door? I do. <laughs> okay, you go and you charge the door, and it just busts open. <laughs> and, As I'm like uh, rubbing my arm afterwards, like ah. And nestled in little sweaters in nice well-prepared cubbies are eggs of various sizes and towering above the eggs you see a strange figure completely engrossed in green and you see what seems to be the remains of a wizard hat and a many-pocketed vest covering bones. And this creature almost seems to be stooped over these eggs as if protecting them. Nahal? You were sent to retrieve eggs of rare quality from a known associate of yours in Kev. And it seems you have found them. And that is where we will end this session.
Um, giving me a wyvern egg, egg cozy flashbacks. I wonder why. Um, <laughs> I just want to point out the fact that. Did you not realize, Riot? What? The description of the person standing over it? No, I realized. Okay. Many pocketed vest. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. We'll see, though. We'll see what the description actually is. A little further. Bones. Wait, they're not actively standing. That was not not a not a like undead, was it? No, I mean, they seemed they seemed to almost like be coming out of the wall. Got it. Like the whole room was just covered in greenery. Got it. That makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, guys, I'm gonna get going. Thanks for games, Pedro. It was fun. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, all the nitty gritty. That was fun too. Yeah, gotta get the nitty gritty. Thanks for sticking with us. You guys take care. All right, See take you. care. Are, are we still on for tomorrow for other campaign? Please. Yep. All round. Or that more. Awesome. All right. Sounds good. See you guys then. Bye. See you then. Bye. Bye. Thank you very much, Pedro. So much fun. And yes, that was a fun description. I was like, oh, that sounds like Tobias. Yeah, I, didn't, uh, I didn't know about that. It, I didn't know about that. It is Tobias.